We absolutely could not leave you hanging at the end of that last bit. How how the heck are you going to get out of being trapped and caught off guard by all these Sparrowkeet air guards? Well, we are here to find out tonight on this episode of The Flying Bison Presents Air and Wind Part 2. I'm back with the Roll to Metal Gang. Uh, how are you all? Doing great. Good. Yeah. Super excited to kick some Sparrowkeet, but yeah. Yes. yes. Can't some wait to Sparrowkeet tail feathers. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to win. We'll be yeah, fine. We're yeah. going to destroy them. <laughs> We'll see. I've got a, I've got a couple potential escalations <laughs> running in the back of my mind. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But first, uh, I always like to get to know new people, and I feel like one of the best ways to get to know people in an avatar context is to ask them, if you were a bender, what sort of bender would you be? I'll go. Um, I. Watching. Why don't you introduce yourself again, too? Just oh my goodness. Because, Hi, yeah. I'm Willow. I'm Willow Wilson. Um, I grew up watching Avatar. Um, it's maybe 85% of my personality. And um, I, I always I always wanted to be an airbender. That's, that's just the style that I felt fit best. Now, let me ask... So I'm just getting to know you, Wilson, but the rest of the people here know you very well. Does that fit Willow's personality, being an airbender? I would say 100%, even though my initial thought is uh, jealousy that she got to speak first because I was going to say airbender. Mm. Me? Hi, okay. I'm we're Holland. the same person um, and we know it. Yeah, but we're the same person pretty much. So I guess you can have this one, I suppose. We can share it. I think you can both mm. be airbenders. No, no, there's, no, there's four this of us. Is the last no. airbender. <laughs> we gotta make it like the fun. last airbender. There's just one. It's hypothetical, though. <laughs> okay, but then we're then we're airbender besties. Then okay, um, we each yeah, have half yeah. of an air to there bend. There you go. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> what about the rest? I guess of I'll. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll go then. Yeah, I'm. I already said my name, but I'm Holland, and I also agree with Willow about the airbending thing. Um. It would be a lot of fun to mess around uh, and play play games with the other yeah. airbenders. I always wanted to ride a little air scooter, you know? Yep. Those little mm-hmm. swirly balls. Mm. Play airball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same question I have to know. Does that fit Holland's personality? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Right, Nothing from Jonah. Stone cold. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I Jonah's like, I refuse. I will not say anything. I, I plead the fifth question. on this. <laughs> uh, I'm Mary, and I think I would be a waterbender. Mm. Yeah, I see that. You got Katara energy. And as someone who hasn't seen the show, that is a high compliment. Okay. Yeah, you should. You should. Know I've that. seen. I've seen in total eight episodes to date. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. <laughs> it's more than zero. I'm yeah. working on it. I'm working on it. Yay. Jonah. Jonah, mm. it's time. You got to say something. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, I'm Jonah. I think that uh, if I had, uh, I'll just interpret, as the, as the person who's only seen the first episode, of Avatar. 
I would say that um, knowing nothing about it, I like water. Nice. Yeah, uh, that's that seems to be a thing that I would play with. Cool. Not okay? to be contrary, I would peg you as an earthbender, but I was it getting is earth vibes too. Oh, yeah. I, all right. Yeah, but you don't I get just, you don't get any earthbending in the first episode, so yeah. you just haven't seen it. You haven't experienced mm-hmm. the vibes. Earthbending. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna. I was gonna ask why. Why? Why do you think I am an earthbender? Justin, you look like you had something you wanted to say. No, I was just gonna say, you know, for Jonah's benefit, earthbending is all about like uh, being confident in yourself, being sure and steady, and not easily shaken and moved. Yeah, I think okay. there's a balance and a stability in mm-hmm. earthbending that is necessary in order to um, access such intense powers. I mean. The earth is literally something that is steadfast and cannot be moved in many in many capacities. So having someone who can grapple with that patience versus stubbornness, I feel like is... I also feel like a lot of DMs might be earthbenders. Mm. I don't know why. I just get that vibe. You kind of have to be. You have to have some kind of... Um, structure? God, yeah, no. structure. I would never. <laughs> um... <laughs> Ability to do things uh, competently, <laughs> I guess. There you okay. go. You heard it, you heard it here first. Earthbenders yeah. are all GMs. Yeah. Everyone. Every single one. Every single <laughs> We're so one. thankful for it's them. It's just the yin or the uh, Venn diagram is just yeah. a, it's just a circle. Just a circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I have to cover my, every, every time I have to GM, I have to go outside and roll around in the dirt to just get into the right mindset. Oh. Try to like force mm-hmm. the earthbender energy. Only when you GM? Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes I'll do it as a little treat. <laughs> sometimes you just need to roll around in the dirt. See, this is I normal, know that that's, right? That's not possible for me. I just wing it, and it sometimes turns out well. You do great. You have a good time no matter what. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but would you have a better time if you rolled around in the dirt? Oh, <laughs> having a good time now. Yeah, I change not, a good thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know there was any other way to prepare for being a GM other than right? rolling around yeah. in the dirt. Yeah. That's news to me, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to think about that some. Uh, I actually wish I was an earthbender. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that like stability and confidence and like groundedness. I am not that. I am a waterbender through and through. I'm all about the like. I'm just gonna go where the wind and the waters take me, and if it takes me over here, awesome. If I move over here, wonderful. So there goes your theory, Willow. Not all GMs. Earthbenders, mm. but yeah, that's we'll get that's there. interesting. There's an article there. There's there's a some psychology there. Like how how do you incorporate the different philosophies of bending as a GM? Mm. That's something. I I, I studied like- philosophy, so like I love that like pop philosophy stuff. I I do on another point. I do feel like. It's difficult because uh, everyone is so multifaceted that it's more of a like, I feel like it's not as often that you meet someone that's 100% like 
you can immediately ping them as like, oh, they can't be anything but full airbender. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we have we have uh, different pieces of herself that we show to different people and also that we utilize in different situations. So I feel like probably why we're like, oh yeah, Jonah's an earthbender is because we see Jonah when Jonah's DMing or yeah. DMing. Um, but I can also see water too. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, it's not fair for me to be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> well, Maybe Jonah's the avatar. Uh, <gasps> not, I wouldn't be surprised. Not that surprised. That makes sense. Do you think that um, DMs are different from GMs? It's that if you're if context. you're running a lot of powered by the apocalypse, does that mm. mean that you're more water than mm. if you're running Call of Cthulhu mm. all the time? That's a great question. It's mm. an excellent mm. question. Maybe it takes different types of bending or GMing or DMing mm-hmm. to tell certain games. That's a good point. Maybe there's like a basis, like element that each GM or DM needs, and then you kind of branch off. So it's more like an EV thing. Where like it's still technically Eevee, but it's like evolved, oh, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like for elements and bending, somewhere like you know steam, mud, and like combinations of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I was about to say I love useless conversations. <laughs> yeah. This is oh, so good. fun. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. uh, and now it is time to play some Avatar Legends. Oh, right. That's what we're here for. Yeah. That is what we're here. We cool. could talk philosophy if you want to, and just we could talk about this. For four hours, I don't think everyone else will be interested in it, but I'm maybe down. they will. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know their business. Um, how about a little recap yes. first, and then we'll we'll hop into it. Um, and what I always like to do is I'll give you some of my highlights, and then I usually like to ask what you all remember, so I can uh, hear what stuck with you and what didn't stick with you. So you are a family. I would say most of you are uh, adopted into this family and have found this family together. Um, but you are, you're a family. You have stuck with each other for at least some time. And in the town of Boat Bottom, town is struggling economically, financially, because the war is over. No one needs to buy war dirigibles anymore. And so you're just kind of surviving. Most of the people in Boat Bottom are just surviving. You have noticed a increase in Sparrowkeet Air Guards. And uh, you're like, what's going on here? It looks like it turns out they're looking for a woman who they say stole something from them. Uh, you all stood up to some Sparrowkeet Air Guards in the middle of the town and grabbed the attention of this person that's being hunted by Sparrowkeet Air. They say their name is Chian Yu, and they're not a thief, they are an archaeologist. They uh, were unearthing some artifacts and stumbled onto an ancient airbending artifact. You immediately see how valuable this is, and Chan Yu asks you, will you please escort me uh, to Toph's Metal Bending Academy? I want to make sure that this artifact gets in the hands of Avatar Aang, and the only way I know how to do that is to give this to Toph. And so some debate, you're like, should we do this? Jonah, the dad, Resson's like, ah, seems maybe a little dangerous. I don't know if you girls should to do that. But eventually you're like, all right, let's do it. And uh, the 
you run in, you start walking towards where Sean Yu is staying, run into a, a figure that is wearing a long coat, and Sean Yu discovers that the artifact has been stolen. So you chase after this figure, get into a little scuffle. There are some people that get caught in an acid bomb. Um, and then there are some people that actually are relevant and help stop the thief. Uh, and we won't point fingers at who's who there. We'll just uh, we'll move on. But you, <laughs> you eventually catch up to this figure. And lo and behold, it's not a thief. It's actually just two kids. Uh, on top of each other's shoulders in a long coat. Come to find out that they also don't have their parents, so you kind of bring them along with you, uh, Flint and Ember, and you eventually you bring them along. You go with Sean Yu to where she's been staying, the Jelly Shack, where you meet Mr. and Mrs. Jelly, and uh, navigate a very tense situation where... You're not quite sure if you're going to be able to get out of Boat Bottom. Uh, eventually, you do, though. You get on your war dirigible, fix it up, and take off, only to be followed by Spare Kidair's Flying Headquarters, which chases you. You escape with some quick moves. I believe there was a, a acid smoke bomb and trying to make the war dirigible go faster. And eventually, you escaped. Uh, and... You travel for a little bit, start talking to Flint and Ember. You realize that Ember is uh, a firebender, but is not very happy that he's a firebender, is very scared of what that means for him. And uh, you continue traveling, eventually realize that you need to refuel, so you have to make a decision. Do you want to go to Sparakeet Station, which was a refueling station for these war dirigibles, now that there are no war dirigibles, the town is an even worse situation than Boat Bottom. Uh, or you see in a small forest a number of zips and zaps and steam coming off of uh, a number of what look to be like metal tents up in the treetops. You eventually decide, let's go to the forest. You uh, meet a scientist who is staying there named Umi. She shows you some of her inventions. She says that she can refuel and fix your war dirigible. And the only thing that, that she asks is that she gets to see your artifact. And so you show it to her and all is well and good. You start spending the night there. She's refueling and fixing it up. And as you're bedding down for the night, talking amongst the fire, you hear some rustling in the trees. And lo and behold, a number of Sparrow Keep guards drop in from the trees and surround the seven of you, eight of you, including Umi. And that is where we will pick up tonight. Uh, there are 11 of these Sparrowkeet guards. They have jumped down from the trees. Uh, you can see that they are wearing this like combat leather, this like black combat leather. And it looks like they've got like eyeglasses on that uh, look to 
maybe help them see a little bit in the middle of the night. And it is now that I ask you, as you get surrounded, what do you do? Well, um, I also have this new uh, fighting technique called jury rig. I don't know if we're at a point where I can use that yet. I have no idea what to do with it. But that is a thing that also happened last session. It is, yes. It is. Uh, there is, so the way combat works is uh, the minute someone takes an aggressive action, we will go into exchanges. So if there's something you want to do that would not be perceived as aggressive and combat-y, feel free to do that. I think as the the sparkeets are descending, I probably look around to the group pretty quickly to see if uh, if Umi has a certain reaction. Like, is this is she used to them coming in and messing with her space? Um, that's probably my first thought. Is like, is this is this uh, strange for her? Yeah, I assume so. <laughs> Resin, why don't you roll assess the situation? Okay. Let's see. Uh, that is a seven. Okay, so you can ask me one question on the assess the situation list. Sorry, I clicked the thing and it turned all my PDFs into separate windows. <gasps> so, so I suddenly had that. Um, We're making you work for the question. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, what here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my best way out in or through? Or who or what is in the greatest danger? What here can I use to help us all escape safely? Ah. <laughs> you are looking at Umi's face and clearly she is surprised by this. She was not expecting a contingency of uh, spare key cards to uh, come into her forest and attack her. Surprise, surprise. Um, you actually see on her belt amongst the numerous contraptions and gizmos there there looks to be something that is similar to uh bakui's explosions explosives uh but you can tell that it is not as aggressive as an acid bomb but it might provide you some cover okay and so this is there's still they're still descending. They're not They're quite on the ground yet. Correct. Yeah. Uh, then I will probably. Uh, I guess what I am doing while everyone else is doing what they are doing is maybe moving towards Umi and leaning in and just saying, um, I don't suppose pointing at her belt. I don't suppose that's a distraction. I guess I could use it as a distraction. You know, that's a good idea. She just, without even thinking, just tosses it down to the ground. 
and it hits the ground and releases this thick plume of smoke that just covers all of this area. So as these guards are starting to land, the whole empty area is filling with smoke. You guys are all soon covered in this smoke screen. Yeah. As I see that happening and the smoke is thickening around us, I uh, try to get close enough to my little sisters and and, and um, my dad, I guess, um, but specifically my little sisters so that we're not about to lose each other in the, in the haze. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, I think as soon as I see this happen, I try to take stock of where all of us are, as in the family, uh, Umi, Flint number, obviously everyone besides the Sparakeet <laughs> guards, um, and try to see how far it would, it would be to get to them or to like kind of clump up. Um, and I think I feel my, my older siblings like hand on my shoulder and I just start like very low to the ground, as low as I can because I'm short, um, start flicking a little tiny spark in my, in my hands just a couple times to try and get Flint and or Ember's attention because they'll hmm. know what it is. They've seen it. Why don't you roll to rely on your skills and training? That sounds like a great idea. Ooh, but I have a negative one to focus. <laughs> That's a seven. Okay, all right. That's, That's a seven. Bad. So you do it, but you do it imperfectly. And I tell you how your approach might lead to unexpected consequences. And you can either accept those consequences or mark a fatigue. Gotcha. The potential consequence is, Azima, is that as you are lighting this little flicker of flame to get Flint and Ember's attention, you also get the attention of the Sparakeet Air Guards. So they will converge on your position and surround at least you, and I think Bakui, because they're there as well. Unless you can mark a fatigue and crawl away just a little bit to I be in a that. different place. Okay. Yeah, I think that's worth it. I haven't yeah. I'm I'm pretty good right now, so I think that's worth it. Okay. Raven, what are you doing? Uh you feel Bakui's hand on your shoulder and almost immediately you feel Azima drop to her hands and knees and start flicking a flame and then the flame starts getting a little bit further away and then goes out i, I think raven's instinct would be to <clears throat> her instinct in general is to like try to melt away into the shadows disappear as quickly as she can but when she feels bakui put their hand on her shoulder and she sees the the sparks from azima she kind of like re-steadies herself and tries to help them help us all creep away from use the cover to, in distract, distraction to creep away and I think maybe she is using her 
I don't think she's super great at earthbending because like when does she who taught her, you know, but I think she does know how to create like depressions in the earth to try to help give us a little more cover so we can all crawl after Azima. Huh, I like that a lot. Um, you know what? I'm going to call that a rely on your skills and training also. That's a six. <laughs> ah, six. Is there anything we could do to help? Uh, I, tell me. Far away. Um, the rest of you, Resin or Bakui. So what has happened is uh, Raven has started to make these divots in the ground that provide you just enough that you can lower down and be under this mm -hmm. smoke screen. You can kind of see each other. Uh, but at this point, Azima is far enough away that unless someone helps, Azima's going to be cut off and ahead of the rest of you. Okay. Resin, what you got? Yeah, I think it looks like Raven kind of uh, that Bakui was trying to organize something. Raven stepped forward as though she wanted to play a, a, a significant role in this and something didn't quite happen correctly. Right? So like that's sort of my impression. I feel like I feel like I guess the, the smoke is coming. Umi's smoke is starting to It is now area. completely cover this entire area. Yeah. Maybe as all this was happening, I was sitting with Umi and um, and Shen Yu, and I might, uh, so I, I might not be with them when all of this is happening. But gosh, I, I mean, I have to do something, and I feel like this is kind of like uh, a a. This is probably just running to help keep them together, mm. to keep them next to each other, as I see them sort of splitting apart a little bit. I like um, that. But I kind of want to do it quietly, because I don't want the guard to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I think that is all wrapped up in you marking a fatigue. Mark a fatigue, and you can help Raven to keep everyone together and catch up to Azima. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Does that mean, so just mechanically, mm -hmm. all of, I just mark a fatigue to represent that I ran quickly and am a little out of breath? Or e is it e a... So the helping mechanic in Avatar Legends is mark a Tell me how you help, mark a fatigue, and you add a plus one to a roll. So in this in this situation, the fatigue is representing you not only quickly, but quietly trying to keep everyone together as Azima has already gotten pretty far ahead. Okay, so I'm maybe a little more tense or maybe a little more, I don't know, uh, I'm feeling the weight of this. Like, oh no, like, hey, this is a nice dinner. Oh no, no, no. And yeah. then... Run, run, run. Quickly respond as, as quickly as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. 
Perfect. So, uh, Raven, these divots in the earth start forming and you drop down. And at this point, everyone is kind of close to you. They see you drop down. Flint and Ember drop down. Umi drops down. Shanyu drops down and can see that now they've got a clear path out of the smoke. But Azima is very far ahead of you. And it looks like she's about to run into a couple of these spare key air guards and quickly you feel all of you get rushed Resson runs up and like rushes all of you to Azima yanks Azima right out of the way right before these guards are about to run into her and they are all trapped in this not trapped but they're confused by this smoke as you all come out of it on the other end what do you do and we've got everyone. You've got everybody. Okay. okay. Uma, or Umi, uh, Flint, and Ember? Shanyu, oh. yes. Yeah. Shanyu, yeah. Oh, man. Flint and Ember are back in the smoke and... No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> oh. Don't Where scare me like that. Those are my babies. <laughs> Those are our children. That Those are our children. <laughs> um, yes, the uh, eight of you are out of the smoke screen and so far there are no guards chasing you what do you do and we try I to get a to lot of our silent ship. gesturing of panic probably um yeah and then probably just like everyone pointing like to the ship get to the yeah, ship. yeah. run yeah. um why don't i ha who do you think is leading the run to the dirigible I feel like I'm sort of in the rear, making sure that everyone has already left. That was my instinct too. I'm pretty speedy. Um, okay. I, I feel like uh, Azima is also the type to kind of just like go rushing in, um, ready to throw hands if need be. So I and think I'm, she's probably at the top of the top of the pack. Yeah, but I'm not quite at the rear. I'm. Uh... I'm just, I'm keeping an eye on Azima. Um, on, and also Raven, because Raven tends to slink into the shadows. She does do that. Yeah. Uh, Zima, why don't you push your luck? There's plenty of opportunity for you all to narratively help if this goes poorly, but. Okay. That is a 10. And oh. plus two to push my luck, so. Okay, all right. Uh, on a 10 plus, your boldness pays off despite the cost. Yeah. Uh, as you are running to your dirigible, you see how they were able to get here. Uh, there are a number of smaller flyers, not quite as big as dirigibles. They seat maybe a person or two in each one. Uh, but that, you are guessing, is how they were able to catch up to you and also potentially to like drop themselves onto the trees and come in from top. Uh, no one is following you, so if you would like, here's the opportunity. You can mess around with these flyers and potentially get at least a couple of them to stop. Let's do Oh, I, I punch, yeah. I punch, I punch. 
I I set off some small little bombs in the or like I I hack into the <laughs> I hack into the mainframe and set some tiny little bombs off to just like explode their I don't know functions. Raven, this also feels like something uniquely suited for a sneaky person as well as an earthbender. So I'm curious yeah. what Raven does. I I think I kind of want to see if I can shift the earth underneath a couple of them so that they like like so something breaks like I'm trying to break something by creating movement in the earth heck yeah uh why don't you rely on your skills and training again that is a seven okay on a seven uh, there is an unexpected consequence, and you can either mark fatigue or accept those consequences. Um, the consequence, Raven, is that you, what you do is you, like, reach out and start turning the earth under these flyers into this, like, swirling, almost mud, and these flyers start to, like, sink into the earth and you start to the, turn it back into earth so they're like half stuck in the in the earth. Uh, Flint and Ember are running a little bit too close to one of these sinkholes though. So unless you mark a fatigue, they're going to get caught in this sinkhole and you're gonna have to find some way to get them out. Oh, I'll mark a fatigue. Okay. So these they're running like close to this sinkhole and you know, you're all like, no! And then Raven stops earthbending for a moment, and two of these flyers, we'll say two of five of the flyers, uh, have, you know, I said 11 people, so five is perfect. <laughs> uh, two of these flyers sink into the earth, and then the earth just encapsulates half of the flyer into the ground. No way they're going to be able to get those flyers out. You start running to the dirigible and run into the dirigible uh was like we gotta go we can't, come on we, we gotta go yeah. places everyone we got, uh, we, we got everything fixed right we're all good yes let's go okay do i have time so, to hack at a few um at a few more flyers uh they you see as you turn around the uh the smoke screen has started to disappear and they are now running after you and towards their flyers. So it, it is it is time to depart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is okay. Umi with us? Or uh, is she, Umi she... has now run into and she's like, uh, you need me to do anything? Uh, like, I don't know, you got a pilot, an engineer, what? We're, we're adopting you. We're adopting yeah, you. Bakui's not a bad pilot. I think um, I think they're starting us off, right? I and, need help. Uh, I mean, I've got some zips and zaps that might get us let's just going it. a little bit faster. Let's all right. zip, let's zap. Uh, and you all run to your places. Uh, Ember follows Azima down to the, the engine room to see if they can take off a little bit faster. Everyone's running. Mm -hmm. The dirigible starts lifting off into the air 
And as you are, you can see that uh, four of these guards are now just stuck. They're just kind of like, go to their fires and like, oh, Oh no, what are we going to do? They're just standing there cursing at you as you rise up into the air. Uh, but the other ones, there are six of them that do get into these flyers and they start. <laughs> these flyers, three of them start taking off into the air and chasing after you. They start zipping closer and around you. What do you do? So I know it's not the time, but I have to say it. When you said that they're just cursing and like pointing at their flyers, I'm like, they they look like Sims from Yeah, I was picturing them like that too. You have a Dubin. Car. Yeah. Um can I shoot fireballs at them from my hands? A hundred percent you can. Um why don't you uh, why don't you, uh, well, I'll tell you, what is your, what is your goal? Is your goal to knock some out of the air? Is your goal to get them to back off? I think to like, to change their course or knock them unsteady. So they okay. have to choose to like, slow down and be safer. I don't think she wants to kill anybody. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually have you intimidate them. Absolutely. That is an 11. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty so good. That's pretty good. Uh, on a 10 plus, uh, they get to pick one of four options, but you, Azima, get to decide one they cannot do first. They can't run to escape or get back up they can't back down but keep watch. They can't give in with a few stipulations, or they can't attack you but off balance. Which one can't they do? Um, I'm gonna say uh, they can't. Uh, I'm gonna say they can't attack us because I feel like for us, it's just speed we're trying to get out and we already stranded those those four others that are likely to eventually get back up anyway. So I feel like we're just playing like a, like a speed game. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We're just trying to get them to eat our dust. Azima, you are shooting these fireballs at these planes essentially that are going around your giant war dirigible and in the chaos of what happened you didn't quite get a good read on most of these people but azima flying one of these planes you see a young man He's got like really well-kempt, slicked back hair. He's got a really like well-kept beard. He's wearing a business suit. And you would know that this is the CEO of Sparrowkeet Air, Yuzen Jr., who is your My nemesis. nemesis. 
I would like to shoot an extra fireball just at him. Absolutely. I think at this point I have to ask, why him? What has I... happened between the two of you? <laughs> this child and the CEO of what used to be a, a multi-million dollar business. You know, I feel like I could make it simple and have Azima just childishly blame all of the issues that her dad and her family have had on the fact that Yuzen, um, that, you know, just just that everything went wrong with this particular job because of him. Um, it could be that, or it could be like a proper beef that she has. Like she saw him down the street one time and he just, he just looked, I'm trying so hard not to curse right now. Um, he just looked like somebody that he thought he was better than everyone. She probably watched him like kick dirt over somebody who is like <laughs> sitting down in an alleyway and that just boiled her blood. And she probably went up to him and she was like, hey, you can't treat other human beings like that. And he probably fully dismissed her and called her a child and probably called her like ridiculous or ignorant or stupid or something of the sort. And for her, that's enough to have a full personal vendetta and be like, this guy this guy's it. He's my nemesis. He's going down. Um, I have a specific beef with him. And I will do everything in my power to bring this man to justice. Mostly because he was mean to me, but also especially because of all the heinous crimes he did. <laughs> I like that. I really do like that because it has it, it has nothing to do with him being the CEO of Spare Kid Air. He's just a terrible person. And yeah. you're like, terrible people gotta go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if she was older, she'd be like, oh, yeah, there's a more nuanced take to this. But she's 10. Yeah. She's like, no, that guy sucks. <laughs> he called me a child and I am a child, but he called me a child. And so he called me a child and I will never forgive him. I will never forgive him. In <laughs> fact, I must dispose him, depose him from his role. Uh, or you dispose, see... depose and dispose. Yeah. And dispose. Both. Yes. Both. Discreetly, obviously. Hmm. Uh you see you Zen Jr. And he immediately clocks you as well, too. He just stares at you as this fireball comes screaming at his plane. I give him the stink eye in that specific moment when um, Katara and Sokka are like, Water Tribe! Specifically that. That moment. Atlo fans know. They know. Yeah. <laughs> we know. His plane dodges out of your fireball and you can see that he sort of buzzes over to the other flyers and seems to have a word with them and you see that the flyers leave yeah you better run crest behind a mountain and for a moment everything is quiet I don't like this. What do you do? Dad, dad, dad. Guess but who was yes, in one of those? Guess who was in one of those? Who's one of the- Guess who? My nemesis. Who? What? My what? nemesis, da dad, dad, who? keep up. What do you mean nemesis? My nemesis. You don't know her nemesis? I, no. Who's your dad, nemesis? Oh my gosh, it's been like six whole months. He's my nemesis. Oh, tell me, tell me about your nemesis. He's a junior. What? He's my nemesis, Dad. What do you mean he's your nemesis? 
I mean what I said. We need I don't to know how much more clear she can be. Around. We got to turn this thing around and take him down. I think, I think, okay, I, we do need to take him down, but I don't think we need to do that right now. He's right I, there. We need to get really? away. He gave me the stink eye. You And you gave it right back to him, I bet. I did. Mine was better. Yes, we know this. I think I'm looking out a window, trying to understand what she's saying, and I don't quite understand what she's saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to help fly this thing um, as fast and as far from them as possible. Absolutely. I think I flit about the, the cabins just telling everyone that I saw my nemesis. Raven! Mm-hmm. Raven! Raven's <laughs> just, like hugging oh. the floor of the ship like, uh-huh, oh, yep, yep, uh, yep, uh-huh, because she's just... <laughs> Are you even listening? God, nobody listens. I'll, I'll listen. Oh. Thank you. He's my nemesis. What did he do? He's the worst. I tell him the whole story. <laughs> uh, he sounds like the worst. I get it. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. Prob- yeah. We should turn around. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I go back to the, to the. No, wait, no, no, we're not. Gonna, <laughs> we don't need to turn around. We, we don't. We need to get away from your nemesis. Um, and we I'm will not a regroup. Coward. You're not a coward. You're- you are not a coward. No one's you calling you a coward. No one would ever call you a coward, Azima. He did. Kind of. He said different words, but I know he meant it in his eyes. He said child and he meant coward. He's breathing heavily well, he, in the he sucks. <laughs> he's not he sucks. here now. He he's sucks not and here he's now. wrong. Mm-hmm. I put my hand on Azima's shoulder. You're very brave. You helped us all escape. Her face kind of squishes together and crumples. She's like, yeah. Okay. We'll get him later. We will. We will. This has been kind of scary. Can you do me a favor and and check on Ember? He, He might not be as brave as you right now. He might need some help. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of crybaby, so I should check on him. And just don't mention crybaby. Just just see if he needs a glass of water or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glass of water. Okay. Uh, and I think I kneel next to Raven. How you doing? You doing okay? Tell me again how this thing stays in the air. Oh, okay. And then I talk for about 15 minutes about uh, engineering principles that um, I think are probably very clear, but are probably not. It it doesn't matter whether or not it's clear the fact that uh, her dad is so like, oh, well, this is exactly how it works and it's totally fine calms Raven down and she like actually picks herself up off the ground and like calms down a little uh you know what I would like uh Russ and why don't you I'll let you choose you could even do both if you want to you can guide and comfort uh both Azima and Raven if you would like I mean if 
my choice would be to do that for everyone. So sure. I don't want to take up all that time. <laughs> um, uh, why don't we do this thing? Why don't we play around with it a little bit? We'll say collectively. You can you can roll to guide and comfort all of the kids. Okay. Um, because after talking to Azima and after talking to Raven, I also go to Bakui and probably say something like, the and yep, you've got the the lever on the left, yeah, you know, okay, and just keep the horizon. Yeah, yeah. you've got look, look okay. what you did. This is great. This is exactly what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, okay, I'm flying the thing. You are zips zip, and zaps. Look at what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are flying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, why don't you guide and comfort? I rolled an eight. An eight. All right. Uh, with an eight, um, I will open it to all three of you. You can embrace Resson's guidance and comfort or reject his guidance and comfort. Oh, embrace. Embrace. Yeah. <laughs> we got one for embrace. Yeah. Embrace. Embrace. All right. Reject, no. Um. <laughs> Screw you, Dad. You don't know anything, Dad. You're He's not my real No, wait, you are my real dad. <laughs> I feel like there must have been at some point when just little teeny Azima was super overwhelmed and like tried that and then it was like, wait, you're just, you're, you're the only one who can't say that. <laughs> I just kind of like little angry stops away. <laughs> Tiny little, little fire angry stops. <laughs> yep. Little sparks. Right. So we got three for embrace the guidance and comfort. Um, so each of you can either clear a condition or two fatigue. Nice. And uh, Resson, if you want, you can ask, I'll leave it up to you. You can ask each one of them a question that they have to answer honestly. Or if you want to just uh, maybe ask them collectively a question, you can do that as well too. It is a May, so if you're you're having trouble thinking something, yeah, no, I mean, um, I think um, I think we're probably still sounds like still um, with the crew, uh watching them pilot, and. I uh, I guess um, maybe Umi is sort of like in and in and out mm-hmm. of the of the front area, and I kind of sit in the co-pilot seat and say, "You know, you don't have to prove anything, right? You, this is your family. This is where you belong, and you've shown us over and over." what you can do. That doesn't make up for it. That doesn't make up for how I treated you. And you know it. Well, I've... You should know that I don't think about that. What's that like? I think about it all the time. Now you'll you'll find your balance, but you don't have to you don't have to prove yourself to anyone here. 
I don't know that that's true, but thanks, I guess. I think that's all that I would say at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think probably leaving the front. Uh, Raven, where have you gone? Are you just, are you just, you're, you're off of the floor. I think I'm, um, I think Raven's finally starting to kind of wander, wander through the different spaces now that she feels comfortable enough to be kind of up on her own. I so think I'd probably you'd find her, into you. You'd find yeah. her just milling about basically. <laughs> yeah. Touching things. <laughs> Is there anything that I can do to make you feel more comfortable in this ship. It looks like you're you're finding your way, but if have you thought of anything that maybe I could help with to make you feel a little more comfortable here? It's not your environment, I know. I think I would feel most of the spaces that I have been comfortable in in my life are because I have spent a great deal of time learning how to exist in that environment. So I think I would feel better if you show me all the functions, all the different things that, what they do, what the different rooms are for, all just so I know how to navigate myself in this space. I would love to. And I think maybe sometime later when I finally get down to the furnace, um, I find Azima. I don't... Azima, what are you doing in the furnace? Just in the fur... No. Um, (laughs) I think at this point, you probably, if you, like, tiptoe or stick your head in, you see uh, Azima trying to comfort uh, Ember and Flint. And Mm -hmm. I think probably repeating word for word what you said to her. Um, Saying... You know, you you were really brave, and and you did a great job, and just things like that. Ember's sobbing, and Flint is just like almost catatonic, like almost no emotion on their face. Not a, your crying is allowed, and fine. I know I'm normal. I know I'm a crybaby. But but the thing is, like you're you're crying, and you're still doing the scary things. So that's probably like double brave probably um i feel like my dad would say that so i feel like that's true really you think so uh yes mm-hmm. and a smile comes on ember's face not picking up on the fact that you thought about that answer for way too long great cool so we're all good we're all brave <laughs> yeah okay brave. do you need like yeah. a a rag or a cloth or a bucket or something. And he blows his nose and like a, oh. a flame of fire comes out. Ooh. Oh. No, I didn't know I could do that. Ooh, do it again. And then fire comes out again. You gotta teach me. That's so cool. I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> She's just laughing hysterically now. 
Wow, that's something. <laughs> hey, um, if you feel like you have to sneeze, maybe maybe do that inside the furnace. That's <gasps> that's probably a good place for it. Oh my gosh! And he, uh, Ember walks in and closes the door, and like from behind the metal, you can hear like a muffled. <laughs> <laughs> We just start going slowly, but like yeah, a little bit yeah. faster. <laughs> uh, I think that I turn over a bucket and sit down and say, okay, lean forward and listen very intently. Tell me about your nemesis. Well, just the whole story. Yep. And I try really hard to understand it. And then, and then, and then he kicks some dirt on this, this person that was just sitting down, just sitting there. And, mm. and, you know, it was the worst because like the, the person's, the person's clothes were, were already dirty, but he made it more dirty. And his, his, his dumb, stupid suit was like really, really clean. And I just wanted to just rub dirt in it and make him feel bad because he should feel bad because he's bad on the inside. And then, and after all of this, mm -hmm. I'd probably go to bed. <laughs> <sighs> One of the few times we see Resin completely overwhelmed and exhausted <laughs> by his his three daughters. Um, his three kiddos. His three yes. kiddos. Yes. yes, three kiddos. Two daughters, Sorry. one yes. kid. Kid. Apologies. Adult yes. kid. <laughs> Adult child. Yeah. Uh... There's a moment too where uh Raven, uh where are you? Uh things have quieted down a little bit after your escape. And yeah, where are you? Um, I'm probably in whatever because I don't know the layout. Me player doesn't know the layout of the the ship, but I'm probably in whatever space we were doing our super sibling roundup situation yeah. and she's just kind of quietly there uh there it's like a a room of cots and bunk beds uh because these were wardrobes, so they housed soldiers and there's a knock on the door and it's shun you uh can i can i come in yes uh, I noticed that um, you don't totally seem comfortable up here in the sky. Is that an accurate read? Yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. Um, do you mind telling me about that? You're an earthbender, right? Yeah, yes. I just, uh, I feel, I feel better on the ground. I feel more connected. I feel like when I'm up in the sky, there's something missing. And Xianyu, like, sits down on maybe, like, the opposite bed. I, I get that. Um, I am an architect, but the other thing I am is an earthbender and it's actually been how i excavate i'm very comfortable 
on the ground, searching, hunting for things. I get it. You feel like you're a part of something bigger, the world, when you're on the ground, right? Yes, that's exactly that's exactly how it feels. Can I let you in on something? Yes. I uh I knew Toph from before. I I actually spent some time at her metal bending academy. And that girl, you know, she reminds me a lot of Azima. Uh she put me through just about every obstacle course and training and she was just constantly yelling at me but at the end of it she told me that i she thinks i have the potential to be a metal bender do you are you do you know about metal bending i i actually don't really know about i don't really know about metal bending that makes sense it's new tough in Invented it, I guess. I don't. Maybe we've always had the ability to metal bend, and Toph just discovered it for the first time. Or maybe there have been others in the past. Who's who's to tell? But and she like pats the wall. We are surrounded by metal. It has almost as much earth as the ground does. Just, you have to be a little bit more conscious of your surroundings. You seem like you're pretty good at that. I, I tend to try to become a part of my surroundings as much as possible. Close your eyes. Put your hand on the wall. Raven does it. it reach out. Look for the earth woven throughout this entire thing. It's there, just below the surface, hiding in the shadows. Just like you. I think Raven whispers, just like me. <laughs> that's all I've got. I didn't actually stay to learn how to bend metal, but that's what Toph told me it feels like. I don't know. Maybe you can talk to her about it when we get there. Yeah, I think I think I'd like that. Just remember, you're still connected to the earth up here. And pats the wall and walks out. Raven's just now sitting there with her hand on the wall, deep in thought. And uh, I guess I've got to know uh, who's staying up. Because uh, I don't think you can fly a blimp without a person behind the wheel. I'll stay oh, up oh, as much me. as I can. I'll fly the blimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Take me. <laughs> I offer to stay up. I, I, I don't even um, bring up that point because I am just determined to uh, keep flying this thing so everyone else can sleep. Perfect. Uh, Bakui, I would like for you to roll to push your luck. Okay. All right. That's plus passion. 
Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, that's two sixes plus one for passion. Is it 13? You are absolutely fine. I'm good. Um, and in fact, Bakui, you find there's this moment where you're incredibly exhausted and you just start like looking around to like look at all the levers and buttons and whatnot just so you can like try and stay awake and there's a lever that stands out to you you never noticed it before but it says uh whatever the equivalent of avatar nitro is (laughs) there's a single use lever that you see that like basically uh you know what it is uh there's like a trap door above the furnace and it drops just a bunch of coal into the furnace to like superheat the furnace cool i'll have to make sure that if we use that azima is not in the furnace good call that's a good call yeah but that is your extra opportunity is there's a single use nitro boost that your wardridge has. Amazing. Cool. Um, should we find that we are still being pursued, uh, mayhaps by um, uh, Musen Jr. and company? That will be coming in handy. It will. And it might be coming sooner than you think. Yeah, that's what I uh, but the night goes fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. You all wake up, and about midday, you start to hear. As it gets louder and louder and louder, and behind the mountain, not three, but ten of these little fires come zipping around the mountain. They have gone to get back up and then started pursuing you again. You can see at the front, uh, Azima, I will say you see at the front, is Yuzen Jr. He's leading this pack. Uh, His co-pilot is this like portly... A man who's got this like walrus mustache and like a monocle on, and they're just mad dogging Azima and your war dirigible. But you're going to have to find another way to escape these flyers as you all see them like crest behind the mountain. What do you do? I think I look around to make sure my dad's not there, and then I say a curse word. <laughs> and I like does, I really lean into it. Oh, I was gonna say, what does Azima think is a curse word? I think that she fully understands that there are like some curse words she can say that she can feel in her whole body that adults usually don't go towards. And then there's a couple that are like adult ones. And I think that she's like she looks around and then she's like this is a curse word that I heard somebody say on the street and she says it out loud. Okay. It's probably one of the, one of the, like, it's like a mildly bad one. It's not like one of the worst ones. 
it's not like a, a derogatory one. It's more an ex exclamation one. Yes, yes, I understand. Wonderful. <laughs> Ember hears it and he's like, oh, are we allowed to say that word? I mean, my dad's not here. And, and he they, just there's a good reason. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'll, that'll get his attention for sure. D do I, I hear think we this? get one use. We get one yeah. use. It kind of e yeah. echoes and reverberates throughout the dirigible. I repeat it right back. <laughs> We're being pursued. I, I got to. I, I this is sibling bonding. It's a call. Ooh, and says, I say it again. Resin, you hear a chorus of words that you probably don't want your kids to be shouting. I I strategically ignore them. Sometimes you gotta cut your losses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gotta know when to when to pick up the fight, when to drop it. Uh, as these <laughs> as these flyers are getting close and start, uh, you actually uh, there are a number of fireballs that come screaming towards your ward ritual. What do you do? I make sure that no one is in the furnace. I just do a little head count. I'm uh, my face yeah, is pressed everyone? against the window. I'm just glaring daggers at Yuzin. There is no one in the furnace. Cool, I hit the nitro. Azima, you are in the furnace room and you hear this door open. Uh you're not in the furnace, you're in the furnace <gasps> room. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you're in the furnace room though. And you hear from within the furnace, it almost sounds like this door opens and a pile of coal just and you look in the furnace and there's just a mountain of coal for you to ignite. Oh my gosh. Ember, Ember, come here, come sneeze on this. <laughs> uh, okay. <sighs> I stuffed some, some fire flakes under his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and this bout of flame just shoots out, mm -hmm. ignites all this coal. Uh, just, and the rest I'm just of finger gunning to like get the holes in the fire. Yeah. Just like sending little finger guns. Little finger yeah. guns out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and the rest of you, I don't know what you're doing, but this thing starts moving faster than it has gone this entire time. Like you gotta hold on to something in order to like ready yourself, like steady yourself. And I, that's the lucky opportunity I gave you. I'm not even going to make you roll. I will say that these fireballs hit where you would have been as this dirigible just goes hurtling into the sky. And soon they are far, far behind you. Nice. <laughs> so how much of a chance do you think there was that dad heard us say those words pretty sure he heard Pr like pretty 100%. sure yeah okay do you if he didn't hear you he I heard the rest it? of us okay <laughs> he won't know i started it there's no yeah. way i won't tell yeah okay 
uh, Resin, uh, Ember comes up to you and goes, uh, Mr. Resin, your daughter taught me this word, and he shoves it again. Snitch! After everything I've done for you! Um, I, uh, I, I very carefully console a, a kind of a stoic expression, a kind of nod. Hmm. Is that a cool word? It is. It's, it's not really an indoor word. Uh, it's more of a, an outside alone word. Uh, it is a good word, but maybe it's one that you sort of keep secret to yourself most of the time. He whispers it under his breath. Yeah. Just mouths the word. Just that's that's probably that's probably exactly correct. All right, I got it. Okay. I just keep it a secret. Make it a secret word. Use it just for you. Okay. And he turns the corner, and you just hear. Flit, flit, guess what I learned today? <laughs> and the dirigible is quiet again as you are good. You're all good. Uh, I will probably find um, Bakui and just say, uh, first of all, that was fantastic. I, I didn't even realize... You know more about this ship than I do. I just saw a lever. Yeah. And you did exactly the right thing. I pulled it. I pulled the lever. That's all I did. And you've been awake all night? I... I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, Hey. Why don't you get something to eat and and get some some rest? We're we're probably going to need you soon. But uh, get some get some sleep. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I I I don't need much, so uh, I can take over again in a couple hours. Take however long you need. Okay, I'll I'll be back in a in a couple hours. Okay. And then I I pass out for more than a couple hours. Of course, you deserve it. Significantly more than a couple hours. Uh, Umi is like oh, I can I can fly this thing if you need me to for a little bit. Sure. Um, how well do you know these things? And you sort of tap the hall. I have probably taken them apart more than I've flown them, but uh, my mom always said the best way to know something is to take it apart. Your mama was pretty smart. I think um, I'd be interested if you want to have a seat. Absolutely, and I move over to the co-pilot seat just to make sure that she does indeed know where everything is. And um, uh, you know, if those if those uh, spirits keep keep after us, we may need some other solutions. I don't know if you have any thoughts. And any modifications we might be able to make. Huh. I'll tell you what. Next place we land, we're going to have to refuel at some point. Uh, I cannot go with you the entire way. 
but it, wherever you land in the time that it takes to refuel if you will help me i would think i can come up with something that might make this thing go just a little bit faster that would be much appreciated thank you absolutely all right and uh the journey continues and uh you can all a couple days pass so if you have any fatigue you can unmark it if your balance is off center you can shift back to your center i don't think anyone has shifted their balance since we last went to center and it is getting to that point where you need to refuel and as you are flying this time through the mountains you've started to fly closer to the mountains you're getting closer to you down uh, but you're going to need to make a day a decision you see a in the mountain pass there's a, a spring a river that winds down and goes towards the uh, western ocean and on either side of this spring up in the mountains you see uh, what look to be like two saunas two spas uh they're all very close to each other they're clearly like rival spas uh one looks uh old and a little run down and the other looks newly built maybe within the last like couple months uh and a little bit further down um you also see a uh it's a building made completely of metal and it's got like a landing pad for a, a war dirigible. So the 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 sauna and spa uh, clearly sees a lot of of tourists and traffic, uh, and there's places to land as as well there too. Um, or you could check out this uh, building made entirely of metal. Family meeting. Am I still asleep for this? Uh, no, uh, a oh. couple days have passed. Oh, yes. okay, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Unless you slept for, unless more than two hours was forty-eight hours. I don't think so, um, but I I appreciate that you did have to clarify that because it, uh, it it could have happened. It could have. Uh, what's the most? I, I'm just curious. What's the most you've ever sleep slept? Sleep me slept. or Bakui? No, uh, just you. As a person, um, typically, uh, if I haven't, if I didn't sleep the night before, I'll I'll get like exactly sixteen hours. I was gonna um, say sixteen's the most I've ever slept too. Has anyone done more than sixteen? Probably. I think so. No. I've I've gone several days without sleeping and then passed out for an inordinate amount of time. So, um, I but I said uh, an amount that I I do not. I, I stopped counting. There's no way to there's no way to tally this amount. That is impressive. That is impressive. The only it's time that not happened healthy. to me, it's not. <laughs> it's, no, no, it's, it's not really good bad for you. Actually, yeah, yeah. No, it's bad for you. I don't uh, do it on it purpose. <laughs> it happened to me when I was traveling from Asia and came mm -hmm. back, and was just so jet lagged that I, I slept for sixteen hours. Yes, happens. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Sometimes it's just sometimes you pull an all nighter, and sometimes. 
You really wish you didn't pull an all-nighter, but you had no choice. Yeah, and sometimes that all-nighter becomes a, a double a all-nighter. Sometimes, yep, yeah, sometimes yeah. you get several days in a row, um, yeah. and then you fall asleep on stage midweek. It's fun. Well, <laughs> we'll just pass over that well, one. We're going to pass going. over that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, I don't need an explanation whole, for that. Yeah. You don't. High school was rough. <laughs> my, See, uh, here's your here's your issue. Now you're living with me, so I'm gonna force you to get eight hours sleep every night. I'm gonna make luck. sure <laughs> you're gonna get healthy sleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is a family meeting. You are gonna have to make a decision on where to land and refuel. Yeah, I think um, everyone can uh, get up to these windows here and look down. I don't know. Last time we didn't go to the the landing area. Does anything look out of place down there? Any any warning signs from this far up? Anything um, make any of you feel a little a little nervous about one or drawn to the other? Well, I don't see any Sparrowkeet logos on the landing pad or near it. That's a good sign, I should think. Mm -hmm. Do we maybe, um, maybe to Umi, do you know anything about this area? Does, do, does Barakeet have a strong presence out here? I mean, we're far enough away from Boat Bottom, close enough to Udow that Sparky doesn't have a, a ton of presence here. You're gonna see him occasionally. Uh, that is not has not ever been owned by Sparky though. So, and neither of those. And she points to the two, uh, the spa and the sauna. I mean, I think this is far enough away from the the traditionally worn path to Udaya that you're probably not gonna run into too many Sparky guards out here, but. The day is young. Okay. Any thoughts? I mean, we kind of left them in our dust, so we at least have a little bit of time, right? Yeah, uh, I think we're more likely to get fueled at a fuel fueling place with a landing pad. And if we can get in there and get out really quickly I'd say that would be our best bet to keep going I do kind of want to see what the spa is like but I understand if we don't have time I am also interested but mm, I, I I don't think that's going to be the easiest way for us to get fuel and get out quickly yeah it seems like a place that's built for us to land would have the things that we need is sort of more efficiently. We just have to proceed with caution and have a good cover story in case they start asking questions. Okay. Unless there are any objections. To the land. I think our... Yeah. I think um, honesty is usually the best policy. Hey, we're a, we're a family. I rummage around for my old spooky credentials 
Um, if anyone asks, it's a, it's a family visit. Family trip. In a war dirigible. Well, they can see the modifications we've made that, um, hmm. well, yeah. Yeah. Are we, we, uh, repurposed war dirigible? Yeah. Uh, prototype. Upcycled. Yes. We needed something yeah. big enough Ups- for our huge family. Yeah. You take the war dirigible onto the landing pad of this entirely metal building. And you can see now that it's it's actually like pretty decent sized. There's at least two floors. And uh, you can hear music coming from inside. Uh, and uh, are you taking everybody inside? Are you leaving anybody in the dirigible? I'd say we probably send a few people out to investigate or to see what our options are. Um, while leaving the rest of us uh, on the dirigible and ready to make a quick get get away if need be. Yeah, we we don't really know what the building is, right? There's no no signs, no insignia. Uh, not from the landing pad. You can do you can see that there's a sign like sort of at the entrance. So um, send someone and they can uh, let you know what it is. Um, well, let's, I think that's, I think your impulse is right. I think, um, maybe, maybe two or three of us can sort of go out and the rest stay here just in case, until we at least know where we are and and what we've just landed on. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll volunteer. I'll, I'll go. Okay. See, Umi, you know how to fly. Would you mind staying here, just in case? Sorry, I was thinking <laughs> about something else. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I can stay here if Bakubi's going in. I'll, I'll stay here just in case we need to take off. I think Raven volunteers to go because she is used to maybe quietly scoping out buildings before you know casually thieving and trespassing. Casually. Yeah, I think casually. Sorry. I think I think that's a good team. Um and we leave <laughs> Umi to watch uh our three little chaos children and uh, I mean, I, could go, I, could go, I could go with you. Well, I I could be so quiet. We need you we need you to, I'll be so to quiet. we need you to take care of the dirigible. And but, but he's we, just it's just sitting here. I want to do the fun stuff. I want to get in the action. This is the action. You, you're bad at lying. I, (laughs) yeah, you got me. Um, but I do trust you to look after the dirigible. And it's kind of really important. Mm -hmm. And Ember was so excited to just learn as much as he could from you. So this is another opportunity. Yes. Okay, Ember. We can't waste a moment. We have to go train. Uh, Okay. Uh, All right. Flint, come take notes. Oh, okay. I'm coming. Yeah, sure. 
Okay. Uh, Umi, if anything goes wrong, uh, just um, up those hills there and over the other side, and we'll be there as soon as we can. I can't believe y'all leaving me with these three. Well, um, I think they're probably going to take care of themselves. I mean, just stay out of their way, leave them in the furnace, and everything should be good. All right. Okay. Oh, pray to the spirits for me. All right. Uh, and... Zips and zaps. All right. Zips and zaps. Zips and zaps. Zips and zaps. Oh, uh, it's fine. We just ran back. <laughs> well, good luck in there. Good luck in here. All right. We'll see you in a bit, hopefully. Uh, Sean Yu says, uh, can I, I, I think I'll come as well too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you recognize the area? Have you been here before? Uh, I've, I, I think I passed by this on the way to Boat Bottom. Um, it's an entirely metal building and it's probably from Yudao. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you all know that the metalwork in Yudao is legendary. So, I mean, she just starts to like, as you're walking, go on and on and on about like the, the process of metal making in Yudao. And as the four of you get to the entrance, uh, you see that the name of this place is called the Iron Tavern. The walkway is entirely metal. The whole building is metal. You open the door and there is metal music playing. And I'll leave that up to you, whether that's just music played on metal or whether that is metal music. It's both. It's both. Of course. Uh, you walk in and this place is large. Uh, there are a number of people in this tavern. Uh, there is a, a, a man, well-built man. He's got like one of those wash towels on his uh, shoulder. He's standing behind the bar. He's like getting a bunch of people drinks. There's tons of commotion. Uh, you see like a, a number of oddly dressed people as well too there's like a man in what looks like a giant frog costume there's a, a lady that's got these like paper mache wings and like a pink scarf wrapped around her and a man that's got an entirely metal mask it's just like a cage that just fits over his head is this a, an adult chuck e cheese that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> but I don't know, with the costumes, it just it's just giving like animatronic vibes. Uh, you can certainly talk to them if you want to find out if it is a adult Chuck E. Cheese. I don't like it. Um Hello. I talk I'm talking to someone who is not in a frog costume. What is the most human, the most human-looking person, the least in-costume person that I see? Uh, it is probably the man behind the bar who right. appears to yes. work there. Okay, yes, that guy. Um, greetings. Um, hi. What? Uh, you've come at a very busy time. Um, we're hosting the the Yudao Bounty Hunters Guild. Um, okay. 
I'm so sorry. If you take a seat, I can I can come and and get you food or drinks or uh, is there? Did you come here for? I'm so sorry. Did you come no. here for uh, something? No. Um, we actually uh, we just landed here, uh, hoping to uh, find a place to refuel our um, our uh, our aircraft. Uh, ben, possible. Ben, get down here. And uh, from down the stairs comes this woman. She's also wearing like a, a server waiter's outfit. Um, so clearly, uh, Ben has been crying. And been, what? 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 They need fuel, okay? Can I. And he's completely exasperated. He's like, "Can you just, for a second, please? We have customers. They need. They need. Okay." Fine. And the woman walks up to you. I'm sorry. Um, a fuel? You need fuel? Yes. Um, when if it's not too big of an inconvenience, it seems you're having a rough time. No. Um, I'm sorry. We just we lost our boys. We just left. Uh, and, and no, it's fine. Um, it's not your problem. You're just your customers. Uh, um, let me go get the fuel. Uh, and she goes like into the back behind like the bar. You 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 lost you, you lost whomst? Uh, and the man behind. Uh, we are our boys, uh, Flint and Ember. Um, we, we... Uh huh. I don't. I don't know. They just. What? They left. Yeah. How How long ago? I don't know. A couple weeks. Not uh -huh. very long. And um, as you're like walking up towards the bar, you can actually see uh, that on uh, this man's left cheek, there's like a a burn scar. Why would they, uh, why did they, um, leave you? Did something happen? Um, yeah. Uh, uh um, our, our son, he, he's a firebender and we didn't know it. Um, Ben and I, um, we grew up in the Fire Nation uh, but neither of us bend, and so we didn't expect any of our kids to. And, uh, we just... I didn't respond well to him, and he, he got upset, and, uh, and he points to his left cheek. Mm -hmm. Well... And the next day they were gone. Uh-huh. Well, sometimes kids leave for a while to figure some things out but sometimes they'll come back if they can and you can tell he's like trying to hold back tears as well Raven I, I, I guess uh, Raven I think because she had the conversation with Flint and Ember about their family not understanding um, 
she asks, if you had the opportunity to say, to respond differently or say something to them now, what would you say? And at this point, he's no longer able to hold back the tears. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they are or or what they've done. It doesn't even matter that they ran. It matters that we're a family. They can never run too far or hurt us too bad that we will stop loving them. That's what family I'm sorry. means. I, I have to, I'm sorry. Raven, would you mind um, returning like to the, the, yeah, the vehicle? Yeah, I feel like I have um, to go do a thing. Maybe, yeah, yeah go check on a thing. Yeah, um, I'm gonna check yeah on we'll let, let our, um, yeah. yeah, let our, uh, the rest of our family know um, that we're getting the fuel sorted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, ben should be out there in a moment to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, um... I think I put my hand on Bakri's shoulder and just kind of give them a look. Immediately upon contact, uh, Bakui starts sobbing. fine i'm good and my hand goes over to your other shoulder just kind of pulls you in a little bit <laughs> just very very loud internal screaming paired with um just um attempting to contain the external screaming and failing to do so I don't hold that too long. Just long enough. I think let's actually cut to the dirigible. Uh, because uh, Flint and So we're going to high five, and then we're going to high five with the, with the fire in our hands, and we're going to see if two fires make an explosion, okay? You ready? No, I don't, I don't want to yeah. do that. No, it's going to be great. Look, see, I'll do it, I'll do it first just on me, okay? And See, it's not like scary if it's yours, right? Collapses and sits down. It's okay. And starts like sobbing into no, 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 his look. knees. No, no, look, it's okay. See, easy peasy. It didn't hurt me. And Flint See, walks up to you. Special things. Goes, Flint sorry, walks I'm... up to you and goes, "You could." Flint walks up and says, "Why? Why did we have to come here?" What? Do you? What do you mean? Why did we have to come back to yeah. our home? Oh, this is where you guys are from? This is where we left. Because they don't Why? understand us. They don't understand him. What, well, what, well, what happened? I mean, did they, did they say that? Did they say something mean? And then just in the in between sobbing, like crying sobbing, Ember just goes, I, 
I burned him. I burned my... I burned my dad. I think I just sit next to him. Um, and if he'll allow me, I, I take one of his hands in mine um, to kind of remind him that it doesn't scare me. Um, and then I think I say, can I let you in on a secret? What? What? Uh, that happened with me too, one time. Um, I was, I was still kind of, kind of little, but I also had the, had the opportunity to work on, you know, my, my stuff. But before before you did, I know it's kind of new to you. Um, so I was I was a little bit younger, but I mean sometimes when it comes to fire, it can be scary, but it can also be beautiful. But that's a hard it's a hard lesson to learn, and and when you don't when you don't know how to control it, sometimes the the beauty and the excitement of it can kind of get out of control and accidents happen. Um. Sobbing kind of calms down a little bit. I I burned my dad once too. Um, I was really upset and I, I don't even remember what it was about but at the time it felt like really like the most important thing and I just remember being so upset. I thought I was going to scream or throw up or something. And my fire slipped and it hurt my dad. Um, and I'll, I'll throw this to you, Jonah. Uh, where do you think that would have been uh, if he'd likely been burned by Azuma? I think that um, nobody uh, has seen him with his shirt off <laughs> in a few years. Yeah. I think it's probably a, a fairly big one because I think Azuma doesn't really know big versus small. Um, and I think that might be one of the reasons why she started doing her little snaps to mm. work out control and work on, mm. work on making it as small as she can. Um, so I think she continues telling the story. Um, I I don't I don't even remember why I was upset, and I I just know that it it hurts so much on the inside that the outside suddenly hurt too. But I realized it wasn't my outside that hurt. And well, I mean, you've seen my dad. He was upset for a bit, but I mean, he was still nice about it. Like he didn't, he didn't say he was upset, but you know, sometimes how you can tell. But you guys he still seem loved me. Yeah, you guys seem fine now. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes a little work, and and for things that are scary or out of your control, that's when you go to your parents because they'll help you make sense of it or make it a little easier to understand. 
because there's a lot that is hard to understand sometimes or hard to control, especially being, you know, how everybody calls us kids and that we can't do anything. But we we're very capable and we can do things. We're just younger than everybody else. And it's frustrating when you don't have control. But yeah. sometimes talking to a parent can can help put that into perspective. He's sort of like nodding his head. I Okay. Okay, you're right. I I can be brave. I can be brave like Asima. You are brave. And even yeah. if you cry. I mean, you, yeah, well, you cry a lot. My parents so. kind of cry a lot too. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I feel like if I if I met you and I didn't know your parents, I feel like your parents would probably cry a lot. Yeah. We're so it's all like kind of... it's like you inherited the double the double cry. In fact, he he's the one that never cries ever. And Flint's just like uh, you can tell he's like thinking about what you said, but there's like you should no cry sometimes. Shot. It's good for you. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll think about it. Okay, I will take that. <laughs> and at this point, Raven, you can you've come back to the ship uh, to do whatever it is you are planning to do. Um. Can. Like, as a part of her traveling back to the ship, can she engage in a bad habit? Absolutely. In what do you tavern, do? In a tavern filled with people listening to 100%. music? I 100%. think that she is feeling, like, emotionally kind of overwhelmed. And when that happens, like, she falls back on her her past ways. <laughs> And I think she's gonna take the opportunity to like pickpocket on her way out. Please, absolutely. Uh, there is um, the man that's just got the like entire metal mask. You can see he's got like a belt that is has a pouch on it that you can tell is just brimming with money. Yeah, she's like got got a little like she's getting antsy she, as she walks by it. She's gonna try to swipe something out. Um, uh, what? Are, yeah, go ahead and shift towards survival and roll with survival. That is a nine. Okay. Um, on a hit, you pull it off and venture frustrations. Uh, clear fatigue or conditions equal to your survival, and if you have no conditions or fatigue marked, you can mark a growth instead. Okay. So I have no conditions or fatigue, so I'll mark a growth. Mark a growth. And you sort of just slip past this man with this giant metal mask, and uh, as you get closer, you can hear that the, the man in the frog costume is talking at this person it's like all right so uh what you're going to do is you're going to check this and then uh what you want to make sure is that uh, there is no uh traps or anything and he's just talking at this person with the metal mask and the metal mask just goes mm-hmm. and you just slip past and cut the pouch 
and grab the coin purse and continue off. She feels much better now. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, so feeling more... I've relieved some of that emotional distress and I'm, I'm back and I... Um, is Azima with... Is, are they all three of them still together? Yes. Okay, I think um, I'm going to I'm gonna borrow Azima for a second because I kind of want to let her know that we just met the parents so that... Because I think Ember has become so much closer to her. I want that sort of interaction to, like, use that. So I pull her aside. Yeah. You definitely come in and the end of it is her being like, and then you just, you punch it, but with feelings. Yeah, you get it? You just, you take the feelings and you just use that and you just, uh, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, can I, can I borrow you for a second? Sure. Don't go anywhere. Point of them both. Uh, Are are y'all in the furnace room? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we just head to like the just a couple just like the barracks kind of area the sleeping area so they can't overhear so it sounded like you were talking about feelings so maybe the boys already kind of let some of this information but we just mm-hmm. met their parents oh already and yeah they're they kind of they kind of work in the tavern oh yeah uh and they were crying a lot. There was a lot of crying. Mm, and that makes sense. When, bef- you know, before we left Boat Bottom, I, they told, the boys told me that they left their family because their family just didn't understand and it was kind of not a great situation. And so they left to try to keep everyone safe and figure some stuff out. And that's when... You know, Ember wanted to learn from you, and I'm, I'm sort of feeling that. I guess say they ran because he burned his dad, but he's, you know, getting control. And I don't. Can we convince them? Do you think to go back? His parents, they miss it. They miss them so much. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just gave a very impassioned speech, and I think I convinced them. Um, and it does, I do think, I do think that it was maybe a little different than they told you. Um, I think it was maybe just some, some, some accidents that made people upset, um, just in the moment. And then maybe people feel really bad about how it happened. Um, uh, and, and maybe, maybe I think maybe dad should talk to them. Um, because maybe there's some, you know, a similar you know, maybe maybe he gets it. Yeah. As their you know. yeah, their I mean, their dad said that he wished he had reacted differently, and I asked yeah. what he would say to them now, and he said that you know they're family, and there's nothing you can do that would make them love them any less. So I don't know how I don't know the least awkward way to sort of bring everyone together, but I if we can make this happen, that would be. That would be mm-hmm. great. Okay. I just stand up and I go out of the room and I start dragging them by the hand. 
Wait, hang on. No, oh, it's going to be oh. fine. Everybody loves each other. It's going to be family good stuff. Uh -huh. Trust okay. me, I have never steered you wrong. It's true. Okay, all right. All right, okay, all right. I think she's pulling them along, but I think there is still a hesitation of like, if they really said they super didn't want to. Yeah. Kind of just assuming based on their reactions, like they want to, but they don't know how to take that next step. Yeah, so. totally. Absolutely. Uh, and then the four of you find yourself back at the entrance to the Iron Tavern. And uh, wait, 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 wait. How do we know though that everything's gonna be okay? What what if they I don't know, what if they're still angry? What if they What if they kick Flint and I out? What if they Well Don't worry about that, because even if even if the worst happens, you still have a place with us. But I don't think you need to worry about that. They sound like people that care about you very much. And I think that it's important that parents can understand and forgive the little things that kids do when they don't know any better. And you shouldn't keep this in your heart forever because it's making you really sad. So, okay, let's do this before I change my mind. Yeah, yeah, and don't okay. worry. If, if anything goes wrong, I'll just beat him up. It'll be fine. No, don't. He's still my dad. Don't beat him up. Please. We'll see. No promises. See? No, I please don't. Him. And you... <laughs> uh, and uh, the door opens and there's just this like palpable silence that like falls over the tavern as the man behind the bar goes, Flint, Ember? What? What? What are you? Ben get, ben, get in here. And, and, and uh, the woman comes out from the back. She's like, oh, my, my boys. And they both go running to Flint and Ember. And there's a, a hug around the two of them. And, uh, man, now I have to roleplay four people all talking to each other. That's fun. Uh... <laughs> Yoko the man goes where, where, what how did you this is what just come in here dad you're not mad no I'm not I'm not mad with you I'm mad at you at all what but you hurt and, and I hurt you and it doesn't it doesn't matter and there's just this sob as his family is just hugging um, and then Yoko turns to you and goes, what, how, what? Uh, please, uh, what can I do to repay you? The, the fuel is free, uh, but is there, you've reunited our family. I, 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 I have to repay you somehow. Take the night off. That's how. Spend it with them. I mean, everybody I'm, get out. Uh, also fuel. <laughs> I mean, I guess also fuel. Yeah, but it's slightly less important. All right. Um, I would like uh, Azima to roll and <laughs> intimidate. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Uh, I think there's a, a little uncertainty convincing a uh, bounty hunter's guild to uh, stop their drinking and uh, leave a tavern. <laughs> well, anybody can do it. <laughs> Why am I getting good rolls for this? Uh, that's an 11. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be absolutely awful. Any Anything important. This, You know what? No, this is important. But if it's going to be like a life or death situation, I'll be like, mm, that's a three. <laughs> it's it, it could have gone so differently depending on how you rolled. So it's actually a good thing you rolled an 11. Uh, Yoko Ooh, goes. Right. Because we're a <laughs> Yeah. <hunted> as well. <laughs> you're, yeah. You, you're kind of uh, harboring a fugitive, uh, as it were. Eh. I take a glass of like meat or something from one of the tables and I just <laughs> smash it on the ground and I'm like, everybody out! You heard the small child. Bar's closing. Everybody out. Ugh. Cannot believe you are kicking us out. I'm still thirsty. <sighs> yes, what he said. Find Fine. a well. Fine. And soon enough, all of the bounty hunters have left the tavern. The man goes, um, uh, let's, we'll refuel and, uh, and then please let us at least cook for you and, uh, and we can have a meal together. We would appreciate that very much. It's the least, I guess, the least we could do. Uh, Ben, uh, why don't you take flint and ember and show them how to refuel dirigibles my boys please come she takes her boys in this another big hug and then leads them into the back to get the fuel i i might just go along uh at a at a convenient time i might ask if there's a way to disguise the dirigible from the air just in case anyone might be following us uh, and you go in the back and, uh, there are, um, uh, well, let's actually, let's have you roll for it and see what happens. Um, that sounds a little bit like an assessed situation, which seems to be Resin's, uh, go-to move. Okay. Oh. Double one. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Okay. Uh, you go in the back and uh, you ask that to Ben and Ben goes um, I think that we've got some um, tarps or something over there you could try and put them over the, the Sparrow Key Air logo great thank you um, there's a, a couple of folks still around that'll, that'll probably help me do that thinking about um um, and, uh, please, uh, you can have us have it, please. Um, take it. We have no need for it. you. You brought our boys back. I don't need tarps. We have children. Uh, thank you. Of course, they're um, they're good kids. We, uh, I think we learned a lot from each other. They're. Very smart. Very smart. They're kind of emotional, though. 
I don't know if you noticed that. No, I don't think I did. Hmm. All right, well, anyway. Uh, and uh, Ben starts bringing out the refueling canisters, uh, and uh, Umi and Shanyu can help you cover up the spare key air logo on the Ward Ridge Bowl. Uh, and um, you have a, a wonderful meal. And if you want to say anything, you are more than welcome to. Otherwise, we can we can skip. Um, just uh, Bakui spent most of that, like except for the meal. Bakui was kind of just uh, they they found a, a, a nice wall and kind of just crouched and uh, rested their whole face against the wall. And was just internally screaming, um, just feeling a lot of emotions and not knowing how to how to how to process them. So you know, just having a little, you know, you know, a little a little wall time, you know. Well, I gotta have wall time. You gotta have wall time. <laughs> um. Well, I think uh, at some point, maybe like as. Uh, the tarps are being brought out. Umi sees Bakui, like on the wall, and sits down next to you. Can I? Can I sit a moment? Or you want? Yeah. You want alone time? Yeah. You 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 can you can sit. It's fine. I'm fine. But Howard, you don't sound fine. That that sounds like when my my mama tells me that. Uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that scrape I got on my knee, but I know it's been infected by something fierce. I think we need to unpack that. Are you okay? Oh, I got. <laughs> and uh, you look, and there's just tons of like bruises and burns and whatnot. Oh, I am. I mean, I think at this point, I'm like mostly impervious to just about anything. I haven't tested that, so. Uh-huh. Maybe we shouldn't test that, but... Maybe not, yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm... I know it doesn't look it, but I think I'm doing better. It's just... A lot. It's been... It's been a lot. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a... Kind of crazy. What a fortuitous thing, too, that you picked up those kids in Boat Bottom and... Well, we weren't gonna... There was no world in which we would leave them behind. Unless they really didn't want to come with us. You really care about family, don't you? Yeah. I guess... I guess so. It just took a while for me to... Acknowledge who my family is. You know, my mom, she wanted me to be a cabbage merchant. Hmm. And, uh... I... Cabbage just kind of smells. Mm. You ever smell cabbage? Yeah. It's just got that, like, real pungent... That, that cabbage smell. It is disgusting. Mm. I was always um, experimenting, and 
I have blown up so many cabbages of my mom's cabbages, and that she would yell like at me. Sounds like a very satisfying sound. Oh, it is so much fun. You should try and put an exploding cabbage bomb. Mm-hmm. I can show you how to make one. I I like that. It is fun. It looks like a cabbage, and you give it to someone, and then poof, whatever you want inside. Huh. Yeah. Surprise cabbage bomb. Yeah, anyway. Um, okay, yeah. It took me a few years to uh, finally figure out I did not want what my mother wanted. I didn't want cabbage. I thought I wanted cabbage. I went and looked around for cabbage, thought that maybe I could find it somewhere and make myself fall in love with cabbage like I was uh, uh, missing something. And uh, at some point, I realized that I liked exploding cabbage more than cabbage itself. Hmm. So I I left. And I live in the forest. And I finally figured out what I want. I'm surrounded by the zips and the zaps. And it's me, you know? I finally found where I belong. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Did your mom ever accept that? It took some time. I think she was sad that I didn't want to sell cabbage. But I mean, you get it. Family always comes around eventually. Yeah, they always do, and sometimes that's the problem. If you have too many good examples in your life, and somehow you end up treating those closest to you terribly because they're not they're not the people that you want. It just gets complicated. Now they're all I have, but they're more than enough. They're everything. I just wish I had seen that sooner. Family always comes around eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, I'll, uh... I'll leave you to it, and uh, don't forget to let me show you how to make an exploding cabbage before I leave. I, I look forward to it. It is wild. I think your sister Azima is going to love it. Yeah, we're going to have fun with that. wonder what other vegetables you can explode. Huh. And like the brain, like both of you, like your wheels start turning as you're mm-hmm. like thinking about all of the vegetables that you can explode. Mm. Have we considered melons? Melons is a good one. Do you think you could do like little mini carrot dynamite? I think there's only one way to find out. We're going to have to explode all the cabbage and all the vegetables. All. all of it. All of it. We need a veggie run. And do it. All right, I'll go see how much veggies they have in the back. And she mm-hmm. just runs into the back. Okay, don't don't steal. You You get it, yeah.
uh, and there's a, a wonderful dinner that they make for you. Uh, it's uh, well, it's it's the Avatar equivalent of like sushi. So yes. there's like uh, rice and seaweed. Uh, there's a bunch of like onigiri as well, uh, and uh, it's a delightful meal. Uh, probably one of the best you've had since you left, uh, because you haven't had a ton of time to have fresh food and whatnot. Uh, and unless you all want to do something, uh, the evening passes, and they offer to let you spend the night there as well, unless you want to just get on your way. I think we should get on our way. As much as I'd love to... Um stay with you and we appreciate your hospitality i think it's best for us that we uh we make ourselves scarce i think that's probably the right impulse we still have we still have a few mountains to fly over where is your uh, where's your final destination Did. Did. <laughs> maybe we should say yeah <laughs> Yeah, I understand. I, I understand. It's just we don't want to cause any trouble for you, right? Yeah, if if anyone from Sparkey comes by, maybe you haven't seen us. As far as I'm concerned, uh, this entire tavern is empty except for my family, who is together again. I think I do approach Ember and Flint, but that's okay. Absolutely. Um, and just, it's pretty simple goodbye, but um, I think I think to Flint, I'm like, you're a good big brother, and I have the best big siblings, so I know I'm right. Got it. And very solemnly, uh, yeah, I got it. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. I Look turned to Ember, him. yeah. I turned to Ember, fully expecting him already to be crying. He's just sobbing, yeah. like tears. <laughs> His like left sleeve is just completely drenched already. Oh God! Oh, okay. That's uh, you're getting. Okay. It's like you're not even like we're not even uh, hugging or anything, but it's still like somehow on me too. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's a. It's okay. Um, just hey. Don't forget that what you make can be dangerous, but it, it can be beautiful too, okay? Don't forget the beauty in it. And there's like a, a twinkle in his eye as he like, the tears stop flowing. I am brave like Azima. Mm -hmm. Keep working on that sneeze. Achoo. Next time I see you, Woo! <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, did I show you that? <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Uh, just guess you can't get a cold from now on. Um, okay. I recommend fire flakes. Uh, they're very spicy, but they definitely open up your, your sinuses. So, no colds unless absolutely necessary. All right, we will try the fire flakes. Thank you, um, small Also child. fireproof your rugs. Okay, uh-huh. Okay. That's so weird. We're taking advice from. How old are you? 
I'm right. That's all that matters. Uh, you're right. Okay. You're welcome. You're right. You're right. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're raising a firebender, Bane. And I couldn't love him any less. I think I go close to the dad and, and say, you know he didn't mean it, so don't hold it against him, okay? And uh, Yoko has this, like, kind of sly smile. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, you're very smart. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I get I it from my siblings and my dad sometimes, yeah. I was going to say for your age, but that sounded a little... A little maybe. Yeah, I, I would have had to punch you if that yeah, was I... the case. Um, jury's still out on that. If he I come bends... back and they're not happy, I mean it. Better watch he bends... yourself. He bends down and goes, Thank you for taking care of my boys. They're very brave. Be sure to tell them that. I will. Okay. And... Saddle back up to my parents. Yeah. yeah. Urge my dad and my siblings. Uh, and um, you all can get on the dirigible and take off. Uh, Umi stays behind as well, too. She's like, ah, I do not plan to go with you the entire way. Uh, I mean, I kind of just jumped on there because my uh, forest was being attacked. So uh, I am going to stay here and explode some carrots. See what happens. Okay, yeah. Um, maybe um, maybe we'll meet again and we can keep working on that um, carrot dynamite plan. I, I'm looking forward to it. Come find me. I'll be around. I will. I will. Thanks, Umi. Family always comes around eventually. I'll see you again. I look forward to it. And hugs, goodbyes, Bresson, Raven, I don't know if you want to say anything. Yeah, I think I, as I'm saying goodbye, I just kind of give the parents kind of a knowing look. Dad nods back at you. I don't think I need to say anything. I think Raven just hugs Flint and Ember. You taught us a lot, too. Thank you. Thank you, Raven. I'm glad you're back with your family. Yeah, we are, too. We missed it, but we found another one. You can have two families, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't be strangers. We, uh... We own... Uh, my parents own this tavern, so uh, you know where to find us. We'll, uh, we'll see you again. We'll be back. And you Work won't on get... that sneeze! <laughs> <laughs> you get on the dirigible and take off, and you look down and see Yoko and Ben and Flint and Ember, like, waving at you as you're taking off into the air. Uh, and then you see, like, a little puff of smoke from behind the tavern. <laughs> And then a couple more puffs of smoke. And you are on your way on the last stretch to Toph's Metal Bending Academy. 
I yeah, you've got some time. There's still probably like another day of air travel between here and Toff's Metal Bending Academy. You will uh, have to land at the base of a mountain because uh, the Metal Bending Academy is at the peak and you have to take these long winding stairs all the way to the top. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, you can talk and rest or do whatever you want. We should probably visit on the way you, back. Yeah, right? I, I'd like. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. yeah. I think Azina's probably sticking really close to her siblings and her dad after this. Not like sad, just a little quieter. You had a large eight-person family, and it's now back down to the four of you and Sean Yu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think over this uh, this last day, it's it probably feels quieter, <laughs> and I just want to make sure that whatever aspect of the ship anyone has um, displayed an interest in, and make sure they maybe learn a bit more about this or that, gaining some skills, keeping watch, making sure everyone has tasks, and um, and feels like they're learning. Xianyu, what are you going to do after this? I don't know. I haven't thought about it at all. Uh, I guess I... Am still a fugitive. I know that about myself. I know I'm an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. It's not all. I could be a treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That could be fun. What kind of treasure? Uh, have you? heard of the uh well i've always wanted to go to the fire nation uh, it's I, have you not heard of the lost scrolls of the royal palace okay so uh about um 200 years ago there were a bunch of scrolls that uh were held by the fire lord and he was on his way on some diplomatic mission and was crossing the sea and uh it, it was the most amazing thing in the entire world he got caught in the storm the ship crashed the fire lord was safe uh who cares uh the war would have ended i guess if he had not survived but that's not a hero there uh but the amazing thing is that the scrolls never were found again so Somewhere in the bottom of the ocean between here and the Fire Nation, there are scrolls that apparently only the Fire Lords have passed down. Could be fun to find. And they'd still be intact because... Surely you've heard of scroll cases before. Oh, but I mean, how airtight are those things? How watertight? They're pretty watertight. Surprisingly. Definitely worth searching. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Uh, And uh, and then she, John, you actually starts going on like a a 20 minute lecture about the supposed history of these fire uh, scrolls. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, uh, uh, Bakui keeps asking specifics about the mechanics of the scroll cases um, and how those work uh, no, no, to make it the most uh, most efficient and airtight as possible. Uh, well, I think they don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they used fire to seal some of the edges around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if there's air left inside, because I mean... How tightly are the scrolls wrapped up? Pithy, if there's air in the middle, it depending on how heavy the material is, it might still float to the top, and it could be on some island somewhere. Potentially, that's a great point. It could be. God, I have to. I have to search the entire Fire Nation. Mm -hmm. I to search everywhere. To. Okay, but like, what could it? What could be on the scrolls? Would it be like cool fire techniques, or like, is it like, oh, today I ate a fruit? Yeah. Is it like the collective me. history of previous fire lords? I, again? We don't know. Secret fire royal scrolls. I Secret oh. royal junk. Who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Even that sounds right up your alley. Mm -hmm. Alright, anyway. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What about the rest of you? I mean, we'll be going at least to visit the the boys again and and Umi. Yeah, Dad, what are we gonna do? Um, is the Sparrow Kid still looking for us? I don't know that we can go back to Boat Bottom. Mm. I can show you some of the places I visited when I was away. There were some, there were some cool places. That sounds, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Do you think we should, where do you think we should start? Hmm. Well, after, um, after my, uh, original destination turned out to be what it was, um, I started just wandering and I stumbled on this little town with a really cool tattoo shop. Um, mm -hmm. <gasps> and uh, it was just, it was a very artsy little town. Everyone had a Dad, really- can we get matching family tattoos, please? Yes, can uh, I? It's not exactly where I was going with it, but <laughs> yeah, I just Bakui thought it was like, there was a nice little like art market and craft I fair. And I should also have tattoos. That <laughs> makes complete sense. And then once you get your tattoos, then I will be allowed to get my tattoos. That's how it works. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking no. a big fist. <laughs> you know, maybe. Um... We should we should talk. There about were that. there, we there was that. also just like uh, you know temporary body painting. Um, just yeah, oh. our, yeah. Maybe we should all do yeah, that. Yeah, it was, but mainly the thing I was going to bring up was like the, the 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 craft festivals that I thought I, uh, I thought you would enjoy. We'll maybe. find lots of fun things. Yeah, to acquire by. Yeah, bye. 
by acquire <laughs> acquire hmm. well there there isn't much for us in Pope bottom right now um, I was thinking um, maybe we sp- we spend a little bit of time at the at the academy at the <gasps> Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, yes. I I can't. Yes. You know, I can't promise anything. I don't. We, we haven't actually arrived yet. We don't know if there are um there are there are things that I I'm not really qualified to teach the three of you. Um. I don't know. Maybe um. Maybe a little structure around some of your abilities would be helpful. I don't know. Let's. Um, so Rave is going to become how... a super cool, amazing metal bender, super superhero, really cool person, is what I'm hearing. I mean, I think we all just kind of assumed that. Yeah. I mean, I think we but know like, I'm not great at earth bending right now. So learning more could be better. And Shanyu said metal bending might be a thing that I could do. And I usually where there's metal, there's also technology stuff. I learn more about making things. I'll have a good time no matter what. Yeah. You can help me explode things. Yes. Well, let's first. Yes. First, we have to have a conversation about whether there's room for us. If there's anything that we can do, but then. So super cool metal bending think, technology thing, and then tattoo town. Uh, let's. Yeah, we'll we'll keep talking about there, this. Okay. There were a lot of places. It. I like. I definitely liked that that body paint idea. I think that's um. And then we'll start a metal band and get tattoos. matching tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yes. tattoo artist, though, that I that I met there was really nice. I thought it made me made me think of you, Azima. Cool. Yeah. Tattoos. And uh, the day passes, and uh, you all sleep through the night, wake up the next morning, and. Uh, in the morning is when you get to the mountain where Toss Metalbending Academy lies at the top of because you need to land at the foot of this mountain and take these long winding stairs that go all the way to the peak. We climb those. Yeah. And this is a drawing of uh, the tattoo that I'm going to get that's not just a fist, but it's a flaming fist. And I'm going to get that one in the middle of my back like it's punching my spine and then the next one <laughs> that's really breakfast. cool can you draw one for me what would i get <gasps> ooh 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 just immediately starts trying um <laughs> definitely something something like super cool where there's like a there's like a raven feather and then there's like like a rock but like a really cool rock so like one that has like a, couple, a bunch of like cool jagged edges you know ravens tend rocks. to collect really cool rocks Oh my gosh. So it, you should ask it's raven. all coming together. Because yeah. you're a raven and you're, you're an earthbender. And we'll go really find cool someone to talk to birds so they can tell us what the best rock to get on your tattoo is. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I love it. We're having this conversation as the five of you are walking up these yeah. stairs. Yep. Obviously. What else would you talk about when you're climbing stairs? Um, and yes. Oh, no, I just think it would be a lot easier if we just concentrated on walking. Uh, sometimes <laughs> if you if we're talking on steps like this, it can be harder. Maybe we should just. Uh, as he was just bouncing around him <laughs> as he's walking up the stairs. <laughs> like a billy goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad, what kind of tattoo are you going to get? What, what Can you tell me what kind of tattoo? Because I have a couple options for you if you don't have any ideas. I, I, I mean, I like the idea of the body paint. Why are you having yeah. that? Yeah. We don't, the, the, you, you don't have this to get tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> um, that's just, that was just what my experience in that yeah. town was mostly. Um, it's okay if you're too old to get a tattoo, Dad. I understand. How how tall is this now? It's... <laughs> uh oh. I immediately hide whatever this is. <laughs> um, as coming towards you over the skyline are five of those flyers. They are going directly towards you. And as they start swooping down towards you, there's the lead one you see, Yuzhen Jr. And from all five of them, fireballs start rocketing towards you all. And we're going to go into an exchange. Mm. And it will be the last exchange of the one shot. So uh, just to remind you all of how exchanges work, there are the three stances. There is defend and maneuver, advance and attack, evade and observe. You can all discuss which stances you take. I will secretly choose for, excuse me, I will secretly choose for the uh, NPCs. There are technically two NPCs. There are, there's the group of uh, guards and then Yuzen Jr. Uh, once you've decided, we will go through uh, each of those in order, defend and maneuver. We'll go first, advance and attack, we'll go next, and then evade and observe. On your turn, you will roll with the associated stat. Depending on how you roll, you can pick anywhere from one to two fighting techniques under that stance. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. What stances are you all going to take? I would like to advance and attack. All right. I would also like to advance and attack. I do have specifics for it. I suppose it matters whether or not I'm able to successfully complete it. But. Yep. Okay. Uh, Raven and Resin. I'm just trying to figure out how I would attack flyers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Throw a wrinkle in this combat for sure. Throw some rocks. Yeah. I mean, that's the best I can do. So I think in this moment, I would take the opportunity to advance and attack. Okay. Um, so... So they've launched fireballs. Um, I mean, it's uh, defend and maneuver is is what I okay. do. All 
Right. Uh, what, uh, before we begin, what was the order of you walking up? Like, where, where were you? It seems like, uh, Azima and Resin were kind of close to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was probably not in the yeah. front after the first yeah. hour. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh... I'll take the front. Okay. Uh, Sean, you will be right behind you as well, too. Cool. Okay. Uh, Raven, where would you like to be? Um, I think I'm near Azima because we were talking about our super cool tattoos. Okay. That we're going to get. All right. So you are all in the back there. Uh, Defender Maneuver's up first, so Resin, if you could roll with focus. Uh, seven. Okay. So you can pick one fighting technique. So that's pick one of the Defender Yes, one of the Defender Maneuver. Retaliate or yep. So it's interesting because nothing has quite happened yet. Um, is there something like hold one? Can I can I wait until something else happens and then jump in or uh so ready or retaliate are things that uh prepare you for being hit. Um so yeah, with uh ready you're sort of uh either creating something in the environment or or doing something in the environment to either give yourselves a positive status or your enemies a negative status. Retaliate would be the, if I get struck, I'm going to strike back sort of thing. Uh, and the, it's sort of the, just the narrative trigger for the exchange happening, which is that the fireballs start coming towards you. But the exchange proper is happening with, with you. Maybe you were the first person to like hear the, uh, the planes coming and respond it maybe a little bit quicker than your kids did. Can I, um, I'm not sure how to, um, I would like to create some kind of defense for, because I'm right next to Azima. Yeah. Like something like, um, something, I'm not sure if this is ready. Um, like if there is some debris yeah. or outcropping that I can kind of use to um, deflect one of the fireballs that is coming our way. It's like, oh, I, I don't even know if I can throw a rock at a fireball and dissipate it. If the goal is just to like stop that yeah. thing. Is that a thing I can I do? do? I love the idea of like quickly grabbing Azima and, and maybe Raven since she's there as well too. And like mm -hmm. you kind of push them behind. There's yeah, there's like a, there's a part of the path that kind of curves around this outcropping uh, of, of rock and hill that kind of would provide you cover. Uh, and if you wanted to do that, uh, then... Um, all three of you could mark the prepared status, which would let you uh, uncheck it to take a plus one to a roll or avoid marking a condition. Okay, that sounds helpful. Yeah. 
It is. It's very helpful. Uh, right, let's so, uh, Resin, you sort of grab Azima and Raven and push them back behind uh, this bit of stone that shuts out. So Raven, Azima, and Resin, you can all mark the prepared status. Okay. Uh, and the advance and attack is up next. So that would be, uh, well, any three of the kids, you're all attacking. So uh, you're going to roll with passion and let me know who goes. I'll go. <laughs> all right. Let's see. That's a two, a two, and plus one for passion. That's a hearty five. That's that's pretty bad. But you can shift uh, the balance. So either towards one of your principles and do a basic fighting technique. So one of the three okay. basic ones. Okay, yeah. I'll shift toward action. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so three basics. That's the ones that are on the... That would the be uh, strike. Strike, pressure, smash. Yes. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Strike. I guess I'll strike. Um, uh, now, within reach, does that mean within, like, my physical reach or within range of, like, if I chuck something? You can chuck something. I'm going to chuck something. Chuck okay, it. I'm gonna chuck a, I'm gonna chuck a, a, a bomb, a, a stink bomb, sort of a noxious sort of a deal, um, and it can go pretty far because I rigged it up to uh, a rope, so it's so I can like use it like a sling or you like one it, of those yeah. dog toy throwers, like totally. one of those chuckets. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I do that and I aim at the, at one of the the flyers. Absolutely. Uh, so with strike, um, I get to choose whether they mark uh, two fatigue, a condition, or I shift their balance. Unless you mark a fatigue, and then you can tell me to either mark fatigue or condition. Okay. Um, and I'm already marking two fatigue to make this happen, right? Uh, oh wait, you, no. No, no. So, yeah. So with strike, uh, I get to choose whether they mark fatigue condition oh, okay. or shift their balance. I misread unless, that. Unless you mark one fatigue and then you tell me which one. Um. Um. I will. Sure. I will. Uh. Yeah. I'll mark a fatigue. Uh. To make them mark. Oh, or to. Ooh, yeah, I'd like to inflict a condition on them, I guess. Okay. Um, I would like for them to be... Well, they have they have different, not different conditions, yeah, okay. but they don't have as many conditions as you all do. Okay. Uh, so this bomb soars into the cockpit of one of these flyers, and the, the pilot looks down at the floor... And before they do anything, it explodes into this like cloud of green, noxious fumes. Uh, and uh, I think because uh, they've marked a condition, you all see that flyer spiral down and crash and skid into the mountain. They're probably fine. 
probably fine. It's Avatar. No one yeah, dies in Avatar. They're fine. Uh, you see their little parachute coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, they're, totally they're fine. fine. Uh, <laughs> Azima or Raven. Roll with passion. Okay. Raven will go. That is an eight. So go ahead and choose one advance and attack fighting technique. Um... I guess I will try to I will try to use my earth bending to hurl a rock at one of the flyers using strike cuz smash Sounds is just like something in the environment, right? Strike would be the foe. Correct. Yes, striking okay. is hitting the foe. But maybe you smash their plane. Yeah. Yeah, I think I want. I would want to try to just hit the plane then. Okay. So you're going to smash the plane. Yeah. That's what you do with a rock, right? That's exactly what you do with that. Um, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, this rock goes flying towards this plane, this flyer. And it hits one of the wings. And you can see that this one was a little bit closer to the ground, so it doesn't crash as hard as the other one. But it starts to like tail spin. It excuse me. It starts to tail spin and land, uh, kind of crash land a little bit. And you can see once the smoke clears that the wreckage of this plane has trapped the two pilots inside of this wreckage. Uh, they're like struggling to like get out of their seats in order to get out of this plane. Uh, I'm gonna mark the trapped status on them. How far away? Uh, not super far, um, not too far. Yeah, you could get there if you wanted to. Uh, and it is uh, Azima's turn. Roll passion. That is a seven. Okay, so again, one technique. Um, I chose advance and attack, and I think I'd like to smash specifically using my own fire and punching a fist of fire towards the other fireballs in an attempt to push them out in other directions. No way. I love Yeah, I love that. So Mark Fatigue and um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a narrative thing. I think that, yeah, that that gets rid of that fire. Uh, at least the ones that are hurtling towards your family. There are a few that are, you know, scream past you. But the ones that look like they're going to hit you all are, are dissipated. Uh, do I see which one uh, Yuzen Jr. is in? Uh, Yuzen Jr. Uh, was in the front one and was one of the first to, to come past you and has now circled back around and is coming around back from the other direction. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is how this works, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. But, tell me. Uh, as that happens, can I use my move Fueled by Anger 
and more oh, absolutely. angry. Yes, totally. Yes, use another. Absolutely, you can do another technique then. Wonderful. Um, then I'm going to. Yeah, I'm gonna strike. Okay. Do I have to roll again for that? No, no. You mark oh. angry, and you just get to do another technique. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I I mark one more fatigue for that, I believe. And uh, I think it's, again, just sticking with those punches. I, yeah. I probably throw out a, a left hook to try to get him off balance and start veering. Okay. Um, and also, he was probably coming straight at us, so trying to, again, deflect him. Yep. Uh, you're marking a fatigue, so am I marking uh, two fatigue or a condition on you, Zen Jr.? Um, I think... I think a condition. Okay. And would those be the statuses? Uh, no, it's the conditions like you have angry, afraid, foolish, guilty, or in gotcha. or trouble. Um, okay. So yeah, he has his conditions. I've marked one on him. Yes. And perfect. Uh, your fireball, uh, as Yuzen Jr.'s plane is, is turning back around, you see it, and you launch your fireball at it. And just as it was getting close to you, that's when the fireball hit, and you see both him and the pilot jump out and land close to you on the ground uh he seems hurt a little bit uh but the plane then goes sputtering off and crashes into a rock as like this explosion happens behind you uh it is I just the, let out a like ah! like a little growl at him of course yeah uh it is the other guards turn uh they are going to uh they're going to strike so from their planes they've spun back around and now that they're behind you uh they launch these fireballs at um resin and uh they launch them at resin uh so i am going to let you decide whether to mark two fatigue a condition or a principle now you are prepared so you could say i'm marking a condition and then just clear prepared to not mark the condition so i can give myself a condition where i can mark two fatigue yep two fatigue or shift your principles if you'd like shift your balance principles i'm not sure um i don't see a condition there so i guess i'll take two fatigue oh sorry what I'll take two for okay. All right. Uh, these fireballs uh, don't directly hit you, Reset. They sort of uh, explode next to you. And some of that heat and the rock of the mountain go screaming into you. Uh, and that's why you mark fruit two fatigue. Uh, it is the evade and observe. Uh, Shan Yu is. Uh, Shan Yu looks at, there's another outcropping on the other side. Shan Yu sort of uh, looks at it and digs in deep into the ground and starts to like pick up this 
giant boulder. And uh, it is uh, Yuzen Jr.'s turn. He has landed in front of Resin and Raven and Azima. I feel weird having this uh, man uh, target a young child, but... Uh, bring it on! Bring it on. You are a nemesis. Nemesis? Nem nemesis. I don't know. What's the, what's the plural of nemesis? Your suit looks dirty and stupid, just like you. Dusts it off, stands up, and um, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, there is a you are standing by that giant rock, and you can tell that he looks at Azima for a moment and then looks at the rock, and you can see he's thinking something. And we can go into another exchange, or you can try and do something non-aggressive if anyone would like to. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I assume we'll just go into another exchange. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me what stances you take? I will. Um, I'm going to go uh, attack. Advance and attack again because it worked so well last time. Well, evade and observe. Um, uh, advance and attack as well. Okay. Same. Okay. All right. Uh, the guards are actually going to go up uh, first. Uh, and. Uh, the planes start to scatter a little bit. They're still within the general area, but they're no longer clumped together. There's like one to your north and one to your east and one to like the southwest. And that's all they do. Uh, advance and attack is up next. So again, any of the kids. I'll do I'll go. I'll, I guess I'll... Do a thing first again. Rolling with passion. Yeah. Okay, that's an eleven. All right. So you get to pick two techniques. All right. Um, I would like to first of all uh, use my disorient. So I pummel with blows. Uh, mark a fatigue to shift their balance. Was that mark a fatigue or? I need to put up my thing so I know what it is that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh disorient yes yes disorient uh so um, uh mark one fatigue to shift their balance away from center okay yeah cool yeah i do that okay uh the the flyer the guards and the flyers i'm assuming yes okay all right and i get to do one more thing you do can I um, try to smash a f one of the flyers? Does that count? Is that a thing I can do? Tell Sma me what you do to smash it. I mean, I'm going to chuck a thing at it. Yeah. 
Is this another noxious bomb or does this yeah. maybe do something else? Okay. All right. Yeah. I have I have one move. I have one thing. I just use it for different things. <laughs> uh you do. You toss a bomb into the cockpit of another one of these flyers, but because of their spread out ability that they used, uh, they can only they only suffer one fatigue, one condition, or a balance shift from an individual person attacking. Mm. So this bomb gets chucked into this cockpit, and then one of the guys picks it up and tosses it out the window, and you see it explode next to it. Mm. And that would be uh, to Raven or Azima. Okay, so there's the flyers have spread out around us, or no, the ones that we we disperse the ones that were coming right at us. The rest are kind of surrounding us. Correct. They're sort of circling all around you, uh, not flying near each other to make it harder for you to hit all of them. Okay. And then there is Yuzen Jr., who is currently standing between, like, in front of you and Azima and Resin. Okay. Okay, so that is an eight. So one fighting technique. Um, so I I don't know if this is a thing, but I want to make it easier for Azima to attack Junior over there. Can I shift the ground? I mean, it would be this smash i guess but i want to like destabilize the ground that he's standing on so he he can't react as well or he's easier to hit or whatever is that a thing i can do i love that i love that a lot uh the ground under uh yuzen jr starts to quake and shift and i'm going to mark the impaired status on him He's trying to like catch his balance. Uh, Azima, I believe it is your go. So just a quick question about the strike. It says, uh, strike a foe and rage force them to mark two fatigue, mark condition or shift their balance. Um, but then it also says mark one fatigue to instead choose to hammer them with the blows, forcing them to mark two fatigue. It seems like it's the same... Uh, I'm, I'm not understanding the difference between the two. So if you don't mark the fatigue, I get to choose whether they mark fatigue, a condition, or shift their balance. If you choose to mark one fatigue, then you tell me whether they're going to mark fatigue or a condition. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going with fashion. That is a 13. Oh my goodness. Give me the goods. I want to punch this guy so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think first I'm going to strike. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, are you going to mark fatigue or am I going to choose? How many conditions can a, a person slash NPC have? Is that something that we know? It uh, depends. Uh, it depends on... There are three statuses, four technically, uh, that NPCs have. There's a minor NPC, a major NPC, a master NPC, and a legendary NPC. 
And depending on where they are on that track depends on how many fatiguing conditions they marked. Uh, I, I will tell you that uh, both of these combatants are major NPCs. So. Gotcha. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to go for marking the fatigue, even though it's reckless. Okay. Um, to... Yes, I want to mark two fatigue. On uh, you He's already kind of got it. You mark one fatigue. You want him to mark two fatigue? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Um, and then for my next, I want to pressure. pressure. Um, for an approach, that's a full approach, like evade, observe, advance, and attack. Correct, or just one of the nine? Uh, one of the th- one of the three under advance and attack. I should also march in two that your uh, your playbook special technique is an advance and attack move. Yes, I will collapse into unconsciousness if I use that. Ah, you'll mark if you mark all of your fatigue. You're still up. Really? Correct. Uh, the minute you mark all of your conditions and need to mark another one, that's when you are out. Uh, if you mark all of your fatigue and you have to mark more fatigue, that's when you mark a condition instead. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How many? How many? How many guys are we fighting again? Uh, technically two. So the flyers and the guards count as one, and then Yuzen Junior is his own person. All right. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Let's overwhelm him. I'm going to mark uh, my fatigue. See, so mark uh, three so fatigue. That is, yes. And tell so me what I'm you at, do. I'm at full fatigue, so I also have the marking condition. Uh, no. If, you, if I ever have you mark another fatigue, instead of marking a fatigue, you'd mark an equal amount of conditions. Cool. But tell me how um, you overwhelm Yuzen Jr. I think... I like break out into a sprint and it's it's very like it's like a running Dragon Ball Z kind of Kamehameha sort of thing just the pull back and just like right into his gut it's a superman fire punch, punch. yes yeah. he Wonderful. he like he buckles from it oh not only does he buckle but Azima, you can tell that like he is seeing stars. Like your punch was so hard that he's like not there. He's like reeling from this punch. And he's like struggling and wobbling and like trying to keep himself on balance. And for the next some time, he is going to be stunned and will not be able to do anything. Suck it. Okay. Uh and before that had happened though he had gotten a chance to go uh the first thing that happens is that um he throws a you know what he throws a boomerang that goes hurtling towards the rock cliff and azima just as you're about to start running you hear beep 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 and it explodes and some of the rock like hits you in the back of the head 
Uh, I would like you to mark the impaired status. And then he throws a boomerang at you. And I will mark a fatigue and have you mark. Actually, I will have you shift your principles. So what do you think uh, as as the rock is like splattering Zima from the back and this other boomerang like knocks her in the side of their head, her head as she's running at Yuzen Jr. What what balance principle do you think she would move closer towards? I think you're muted. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think she would move closer towards care because I think that she's realized her recklessness is... It has caught up to her. Ah, I like that. Does that I like sound that. right? Um, absolutely. What do you mean sound right? It's whatever whatever know. Zima wants to shift towards. I think that makes sense. I mean, you can make an argument for both, right? Uh, mm. For sure. But if Kara's in that moment, there's like something that happened. She's like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I have to pull back a little bit. Yeah. She's uh, still angry, I, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and all these thoughts are rushing through her head as she just lays out the hardest punch. Uh, on Yuzen Jr. Uh, and Shun Yu uh, smashes another one of these. She picks up this giant boulder, like much bigger than the one that Raven threw. It smashes uh, another one of the planes. Um, and I will mark a status on them as well. I'm gonna mark the uh, doomed status as there are only a couple flyers left. Uh, the rock has broken one of them, and some of the rock has also like broken and spread to the other ones in, in the air, and the flyers are struggling. It is uh, evade and observe, so resin. You can give me a harmony or creativity roll of your choice. Good. Same for me. Uh, so that is a seven. All right. So you can pick uh, one technique. And you can also unmark a fatigue if you've marked any fatigue. So what I have seen, because actions take place on top of mm -hmm. each other, where am I? What am I reacting to? What have I just seen? Uh, like right in front at of the me. beginning, at the end of the exchange, uh, Yuzen Jr. was uh, looking at the rock behind you, and you could tell he was planning what we've seen. Uh, the planes had started to separate, and Shan uh, Yu was lifting up that giant boulder. So I don't see the result of the boomerangs. Like my actions take place. Happen as happens. it's happening. Okay. Then. And uh, and just and you describe um, two enemies, a, a junior and everyone yes. else. I would like to hinder everyone else. Ah, okay. What does Resin do to hinder them? I think what uh, I uh, um, it's it's interesting thinking about it in the middle of of yeah. actions um, before what happens happens. 
I think that I've just gotten I've just gotten knocked to the ground. I'm going to get back up and make myself visible to all the flowers. Oh. And I'm trying to think about what I have. And how do I how do I convey this silently without words? I make I'm hmm, I make the universal sign for back off or your boss is gonna get it. Ah okay. and and move with with a sort of deliberate menace. And hopefully that will stun all of the flyers <laughs> so that they're like, oh, what's that guy going to do? And they lose focus on everything that they I'll doing. tell you what, um, I will let you uh, intimidate after this exchange is over, uh, which actually is now. Uh, so you can intimidate now and I'll give you a plus one to do it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm still prepared. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't use that. Okay, so roll yeah. intimidate. Okay. With an additional plus one from me. Uh, that is a nine. Okay. Um, you all see the rest of the planes fly away. They just take back off away from you all. And Yuzen Jr. would say something, but he is stunned from azima's punch and you can see that he like almost like tries to like reach out towards the planes as they're flying away and like starts to whisper something but it's too he's too out of it to like make sense of any words that actually mean anything and uh because he is stunned um i will actually say that you are all out of combat out of exchanges he cannot respond to anything you do and uh, if you decide to like tie him up or anything, you can do that. Otherwise, when he comes to, he will see that he is surrounded and will not fight back. I tie him up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he is tied This up. is happening. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. What, what did you say, Mary? Oh, I just said good call. <laughs> Um, I think as this is happening, I think Azuma's just like blearily taunting him. Uh, just like saying saying truths, but also not really in a well thought out way, but she thinks it's just like the strongest thing she's ever said. She like gets some hits and some misses. She's like, your your suit is ugly and and you are a little man with a cold heart and and your hair got all messed up and it's all dirty now and and if you treat people like they're not human then you're gonna live a lonely existence for the rest of your life and just like yep you tell so him many, Azima. you tell him just just buckshotting like as many insults as she can shotgun scatter shot of insults mm -hmm. 
And uh, well, what do you do once uh, with Yuzenjin after he's tied up? So we walk him. Well, we should make him walk up these stairs. Yeah. Bell teacher. Mm-hmm. Should we like just leave him? Leave him here for his crew to eventually rescue him, and and we go about our business. And by the time he's done, like we'll be long gone. Or or we bring him to Toth. See if she does anything cool. I mean, I feel I, I I know little about her, um, except you know legend. But she'd probably do something cool when he is not stunned anymore. Yeah, I I'm gonna ask. Did you have you been? following us because of my daughter? Have you, have you been tracking us for days and days and days because of my daughter? She said the rudest things to me. And I, I cannot stand for that. And what do you think? Why do you think she would say those things to you? Maybe because... You're, you were being awful to someone else? Why ever would I say that, creepy stalker man? Yeah, you, you've, you, we have no reason to respect you. You've done nothing to earn our respect, anyone's respect, anyone's decency. You have no idea the enemies you've made today. You could say the Uno same reverse, thing to you. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, once I get uh, once I get out of here. Why are you so oh. obsessed with a child? That is really messed up of you. She, she's so mean. She, uh, and and my dad said I have to get the artifact back. Oh, so you're just going to listen to your dad? Don't you listen to your dad? Or did he tell you to to be nice and you didn't listen to him? Hmm? None of your business, but I'm 10 and you're not. <laughs> you tell him. I'm gonna. <laughs> yep. All right, um, Azima, here's, uh, here's the rope. Do you want to lead him up the steps? <laughs> And we'll see what happens when we get to the top. Yeah, I, I suddenly feel like racing. <laughs> no, 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 please, no, no. Zoom. <laughs> keep keep an eye on your sister. Keep an I eye go on your after sister. them. Uh, you go after Azima, dragging a uh, man in a business suit behind her the entire time. <laughs> Uh, and the three of you make it up to the top, uh, arrested much later than the kids. Sean, you around the same time as Resin as well, too. Um, and there are uh, a number of students in the courtyard. You hear, huh, huh, you hear training, and uh, you also hear, come on, 
you're all literally the terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like, I've never met the... You are the dumbest Earthbenders I've ever met in my entire life. Who are you? We have a thing for 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 Avatar Aang, and also a dude that needs to be beat up some yeah, more. Yeah, this guy sucks. Guy that sucks, huh? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see him get out of this and. You see some metal come and encapsulate him in this like uh, almost like mummy cocoon of metal. And then she stomps her feet and Toph just sends this metal cocoon rocketing off of the mountain into the air. Oh, that's one way to. You know what? Who am I to question your methods? That is so cool. It's going to be a while before he comes back. That's like the coolest thing I think I've ever seen. It's so cool. I am pretty amazing. It's true. I am the best. We we don't need to interrupt. You just go about what you're doing and we'll wait here. And then when you have a break, we might have some questions. Uh, Sean Yu, you came and trained for a little bit, right? Uh, Yeah, I have this artifact. Uh, it's airbending artifact. And you want me to get it to old Twinkle Toes, huh? That's what you want? <sighs> I suppose I'm not doing anything that important. And all the students go, hey, we're training here. You are lit- the worst metal benders I've ever met in my entire life. All right, I can get it to Aang. Uh, was that it? You need anything else? I got, I got stuff to do. I push Raven to the front. We have a potential student. And uh, Toph looks Raven up and down. Toph is shorter than Raven. (laughs) And uh, I said looks. She's Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Toph Toph, uh, just stands there for a moment, kind of taking in all of this. And then holds out her hand and this like little metal ball starts to form and spin in her hand and it and it starts to move its way towards Raven. Uh and Raven, why don't you push her luck? I don't believe we used our prepared um status. Yeah, so- Does that still count over? Unfortunately not, it is all narrative based. So the prepared was when you were blocked by the rocks. So it's a good try though. It's a good try. Oh, that's a five. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to help. What do we do? We can two of us help. yeah, can we help? I don't know how you, how you can help metal bend. Uh, <laughs> Moral support. What if I Here, distract Toph so she has a second try? <laughs> oh, hold up. Here's what happens. Uh, the ball stops about halfway between Toph and Raven. And there's a moment of pause. And then Toph... You were, you were supposed to grab it and bring it towards you. You are worthless. But... 
you're worthless, but you may have what it takes. Uh, I want you to mark the uh, afraid condition. Oh, uh, just Raven. <laughs> you can mark Every, it if you want to, everyone too. Everyone shrinks away. <laughs> oh, am I still angry? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My sister is way better than you even realize. She's just nervous. Kicks the floor, and like a, a wall comes between you and Toph. I hate that you're, you're I start so punching cool, you with my fire fist. so mean. <laughs> You're, you're being mean to my sister, but you're so cool. I can't. You're so cool. I can't. <sighs> you saved the <sighs> world. You can do whatever you want. <sighs> all right. She can stay. You can all stay. <gasps> you got to carry yourself. Carry your weight, though. Yeah, I will help in whatever way I can. All right, fine. And as the sun sets... Toph shows you around the Metal Bending Academy, and we see uh, uh, like some quick scenes of Toph teaching Raven how to metal bend, and eventually Raven starts to pick it up slowly, but eventually. Uh, and we we then cut to like another scene. There's like a, it's like another raucous tavern. Uh, there's a man in a frog outfit. He's like. Ah, oh, we've bought so many drinks at this new place. Uh, would you like to pay, my friend? And the man in the metal mask, <laughs> he goes to reach for his coin purse <laughs> and grabs nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? We've been... You said that you would pay for this date, huh? Where? Come. Are you going to make me pay again? Come, please. What? What is happening? And we cut out of that. And we open on another scene... Um, it is very cold. There's giant caverns covered in ice. And we see a door open and a Fire Nation soldier. Uh, he's wearing the old insignia of the old Fire Lord, the Phoenix Lord. And... He walks into this room of ice, and in the middle of this room is a single person. They're disheveled, their hair looks like it hasn't been washed in days. It's cold. You can see like their breath forming as they're breathing raggedly. And this soldier bends down, and this figure looks up, and it looks like an older version of Azima. And the guard says, No one's ever going to find you in here. What you did to the Fire Nation was inexcusable. And you will pay. And the figure just looks up at the guard. Anger, the same anger we've seen in Azima this entire time. Wordless. The guard shakes his head. Walks back out. And we zoom back in on this woman as she snaps her finger and a little flame appears. And that would be where this episode would end. We gotta go get mom! We gotta, we gotta go, go get mom! mom. <laughs> oh my we gotta God, get your we mom. Get mom. We're getting your mom back. <laughs>
our mom. Quest. Our mom. All right, yes. yes. <laughs> well, I hope you all had fun playing yeah. through the Air and Wind one shot. Uh, we always like, as Flying Bison, we always like to end on a cliffhanger because it's just fun, right? It's just Avatar does that all the time. It's a good TV show tactic. You, you leave them wanting more. Um, but thank you all for playing with me. It was so much fun. Uh, and I didn't do this last time, but I want to do it now where if people want to hear more of what you all do, where can they find you? Anywhere. Well, yeah, there's there's a bunch of places, a, a handful of places, I suppose. But if you want to hear all of us together, that would be roll to metal. Um, though these three are. 69 yeah. years old. <laughs> nice. On that yeah. show. What are you talking um, about? It's not as family friendly as this it's one. Not. We do yes. say a lot of curse words. A little bit, yeah. Not and, a little And a lot. even on Holland's and my show where we play like little kids, um, there's also a um, lot of curse words. Um, 15, not. Well, Imogen's still kids, 14. Imogen just turned 14. That's true. That's. What, what show uh, is that? In Sorcelled that's Pod. in Sorcelled. Yes, uh, yeah. it's our it's our fun, uh, magicy, very similar to a certain magic place, except it's very opening. Uh, it's very welcoming and open, and no turfs are allowed. No turfs, no turfs in yes. in Hogweed. Nope. Mary, what about you? Other than roll to metal, anything uh, anywhere else? Listeners can hear you. Uh, roll to metal is it? Unless they want to go back to the Lumber Ghost Mysteries. Ah, there you go. Mary's like, I'm pretending it's not a podcast. Oh, yeah, that's my whole thing. It's not a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me and my friends playing. Yeah, whereas I have to to pretend everything I'm doing at all times (laughs) as a podcast, because otherwise I blink out of existence. (laughs) It's not true. (laughs) Well, I had a blast uh, jamming for you all, and you all were fantastic and fun players. So, thank you thank so much you. for having thank us. You. This has been fun. so yeah. much fun. I'm going to be talking about this for weeks oh, as yes. soon as it comes out. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will see you for. Uh, we should have some more of these one shots coming out with other guests. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and thank you so much uh, to the Roll to Metal crew for coming on and playing. And we'll see you next week or whenever the next one shot is released. Bye. The Flying Bison Podcast is an independent podcast. If you feel like directly supporting the show, please check out our Patreon. While the Flying Bison Podcast seeks to emulate the tone of Avatar The Last Airbender, this is an improv tabletop role-playing game, and the actors may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Avatar Legends is developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar The Last Airbender and Avatar The Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. Intro music is Dizu by Senbei, and outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Menke. You can find more of their work at pomican.com. Link in the show notes. <laughs>